0: all right we are live hello everyone hi d hi Susanna, in the live chat hi jack we are going to be reviewing the debate between destiny and daniel hiraju the atheist liberal versus conservative muslim so here we're going to do from the 56 minute part and so we were trying to figure out, last time we did double speed or 1.5? I think we did 1.5. I'm not
1: sure. I don't remember. Should we do double speed? Yeah, I think it was 1.5. It was 1.5. We can 5. try 1.5 now. If we find it's fine, we can speed it up.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I'm fine with double speed. People are just, other people are slow. All right. Let me, <laughs> let me hold on. Things like um, things like ages. Do you have the audio from the okay? Cool. Oh, hey, secular rarity and okay, audio and sounds good. And you had the audio from the video I just played, right? You hear it? Yep.
1: Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. By the way, before we right. begin, like, uh, oh, like we we're talking about this last time. Sorry, do we interrupt you?
0: No, no, go ahead. I was just
1: gonna say the chat is really nice. I just wanted to say that the chat, like all your all the people in the live chat were really nice last time, and it was really fun to interact with them.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, guys, you here in live chat? Vikram says you guys are very nice. That's very sweet. Oh <laughs> like okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they are there, very really. nice.
2: Okay. So let's get started. This is what I'm getting to. In these Muslim countries, like Pakistan, is an example, a very traditional Muslim country. Now, because of the pressure of liberal uh, human rights in international law, they have introduced all kinds of marriage laws that affect family law within Pakistan. So things like triple divorce, triple taluk, um, things like different inheritance laws, things like um, things like ages of the brides for the things Muslims? like ages of bride. Yeah, all okay, of yeah. these things. All of these <laughs> things.
0: <laughs> like I don't know if Daniel is even noticing. What's happening here? Like, this was a complete, you know, Destiny was like things like Age of the Bride. And Daniel just like, yeah, yeah. yeah." Like, he just goes like, yeah, things are, you know what I mean? Like, Destiny was just completely just highlighted what he means by these marriage laws in his love. And he just like, he he goes like, yeah, yeah. But do do you think like Daniel just noticed that this was an attack on him? Or does he think like they're just like talking? Do you, do you know what I mean? Do you I know what I like feel Daniel
1: thought, "Oh yeah, yeah, good point, Destiny. Age of Consent
0: yeah. yeah, like I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you, if you understand that, how how Destiny just humiliated him. Like, I f- it it just shows how normal part of the, um, like for Daniel, how internalized it has become that this is okay. You know what I mean? Like this is why it, ma- it makes it obvious that Daniel is not somebody one of these people that is like pretending or like even inside he's apologetic or scared about or upset about the fact that this is part of islam you know what i mean There like i know a lot of muslims who like defend all of these things about islam but like you can tell like sometimes that they're not comfortable with it right but daniel doesn't even notice that this was an attack by destiny about the fact like yeah you got you got you guys basically fuck children right uh, this is what you guys allow, and you know, and yeah, but he's like Daniel's like yeah, yeah. Also, that that's also included. Yeah, I yeah, feel like awesome,
1: Daniel is kind of he's a more honest MSE in a way.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, even even AMC, was like somebody who's like w- we're supposed thought that you should be like you when he when he dropped one of those lines he expected you to be like oh my god what the fuck and he was like you know what i mean but daniel is like oh yeah this is what we do (laughs) this is fine oh yeah and susanna is telling everybody to like the stream yes thank you thank you susanna i forgot
2: to mention that guys please like the video Muslims cannot practice marrying twelve-year-olds. I it, think that's probably so Destiny, an okay. Destiny, you're of conceding, you are conceding the debate oh, because the whole debate is about does liberalism oppress Islam and Muslims, and you're conceding like, yeah, even right now. You from this table are like it's amazing
0: how um, Daniel thinks like this is you know he's so worried about the technicals of what the title of the, this, the debate is. I mean, Destiny is just like here to like he he feels like this is not. A formal thing like he—he's here to just talk about whether or not you agree or not, agree with stuff or not, right? So it's like, you know, Daniel thinks like he won the debate because Destiny agreed at some points. So we're like, well, yeah, if you guys want to, I don't know, have sex with children, if we impose on the, on you the fact that you can't, then, then yeah, we, that's okay. We'll do that, right? So the title of the debate is: Does liberalism require the domination of Islam? Okay, so and Destiny and Daniel think he won the debate because he's like, Oh, we want to have sex with children, and you guys don't let us. And Destiny is like, Yeah. We we would like we won't, <laughs> and Daniel's like I won I won. Here's proof that you guys liberalism does require domination of Islam. I'm like okay well if you we describe it like that sure sure yeah you won congratulations D- Daniel you won okay if you want to win like that then yeah you won the debate. <laughs> so, I, I mean that's so a,
1: so yeah. you agree right that we you want. That, so, you agree that liberalism requires us not raping kids, right? So, we want exactly you want to yeah. prevent us from you know exercising <laughs> Islam, like,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, in, like, in his review of this debate, he also, like, in on his own channel. I mean, on his channel, when he reviewed this debate, he kept a mission like, I won the debate because he conceded that yes, they, they do want to dominate, like, he so, okay, yeah, if you want to win like this, I mean, if you want to call this a win, sure, you won this debate, Daniel. Are, you know, Twelve-year-olds? I it, think that's probably so destiny. Okay. destiny. You're conceding.
2: You are conceding values. the debate because the whole debate is about does liberalism oppress Islam and Muslims, and you're conceding. Like, yeah, even right now, you from this table are you know you're an armchair oppressor of Muslims. You're like, yeah, we should like get rid of
0: oppressor of Muslims, oppressor of Muslims because you don't get to have sex with children.
2: All these Islamic practices.
0: Like that's what this. Okay, so this, and this is what Daniel does. He compares this. Oppression of Muslims to like, you know, executing LGBT for being LGBT, right? We tell Daniel like, oh, it's like under an Islamic society, um, would you be killing gay people and apostates? And he's like, yeah. And like, is that oppressive? Was like, not as oppressive as you guys not letting us have sex with children. Like, okay. Okay, Daniel. Sure. That's oppression.
3: Yes, we should get rid so, of like, yeah, so Islamic earlier, law. Yeah, so earlier you conceded
2: the debate. You conceded yeah, the debate. Sure.
3: So you said that Sharia law couldn't exist in a liberal society. And I've had plenty of Muslims come on and talk to me and say that there are plenty of interpretations or forms of Sharia law that can actually exist alongside uh, in society. Uh, my understanding is that um, Islam actually dictates at times that it is moral to follow the legislation or laws of a country that you live in, um, similar to in Christianity, when Jesus says, uh, render unto Caesar what is his. That there
0: is All right. But the end goal. Okay. So this is what something that this thing doesn't understand, right? First of all, he's talking to some other Muslims who who are maybe more liberal than this Daniel guy, right? But that, what that Daniel is more representative of what Islam actually teaches. But also, like in Islam, it is true that if you're living under territories of non-Islamic countries, it's okay for you to abide by the laws of those countries as long as it doesn't come in direct violations of like the key tenets of Islam, right? Uh, like you can't like... You can't be like, oh, here it's okay to eat pork, so I could get, I can eat pork, right? Not like that, right? Um, but you have to do, you do have to follow their laws. Like, if you can't, they can't be like, oh, I'm gonna enforce Sharia here, right? Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna, I can't go like, I'm gonna execute, I don't know, Armin in the UK because Islam. No, you do. You 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 are supposed to follow the rules of UK as long as you know they don't require you to uh, do something non-Islamic. Um, that is true. However, the end goal is to make all of those lands Islamic. That's the end goal, according to Islam. So that's one. And also,
1: um, yeah. If uh, I'm trying, I remember because I saw the conversation that he's referring to so in the conversation the muslim he was talking to and i think that was an ex-muslim but f- from a muslim family he basically oh, brought God. up that sharia just means law so there could be liberal versions of law and it's not even laws in like legal law it's just like cultural rules okay. that people have so that's what Destiny is saying that it is possible just to, to have some types of like islamic cultural rules that you enforce within your own family but but so long as it does not interfere with the legal stuff outside.
0: Yeah, okay. First of all, the whole idea of Sharia just means law. Like, okay, yeah. But Yahweh also just means God. But we know that that's not like we're talking about like Jewish God. You know what I mean? When you say Yahweh, like Sharia technically only mean, means, um, you know, law. But when we say Sharia, we're not talking about like you don't go to I don't know a court in Canada and be like, we're like doing Sharia here. Like people are like, what the fuck? Like, well, Sharia just means laws. Aren't we doing law here? Like people are people are talking about Islamic law when they say Sharia, right? Um, no, but also the, also I don't know what the whole point of this is. Like, you know, he's like Destiny is like, I my okay. So Destiny is like my understanding in it is is that in Islam you are allowed you can have abide by laws. That are not completely Islamic. So, what are you? What are you saying that you're being oppressed? Um, why are you saying you're being oppressed? Given that Islam says that if you're in non-Islamic countries, you should be able to live by non-like rules of countries that are not Islamic. Okay. So I. But I think Destin th- doesn't understand that Daniel's problem is that there is nowhere on the fucking planet that you get to have. Islamic laws because of the domination of the liberal order. Like This is not just about you don't let us follow Sharia maybe in the UK, but we don't even have Sharia in Islamic countries. There is no uh, Sharia anywhere in the world, right? But actually this thing is also uh, correct to point this out. Why are you complaining about not being able to have family laws in the United States for example? You know, you don't You're supposed to have follow United
3: States laws while you're in the United States.
0: So, what, yeah, actually, that's a good point by Destiny. Never mind
3: is some compatibility there with religions and the laws of the country you live in. Now, when I gave that example of Sharia, you said, well, no, actually, there are times we want to kill gay people. We're not allowed to. And I said, "Okay, well, hold on. Like, yeah, maybe liberal governments prevent that, but there must be something else. And you're saying, oh, well, why are you trying to straw men into just talking about executing gay people? I don't want to talk about executing gay people. I'm more concerned with the other parts of Sharia that you started to talk about when you got upset when I used your own example. You brought up that Sharia law can dictate things like relationships with neighbors and communities. Well, I'm interested. What parts of that Sharia law are restricted by liberal governments aside from things like child marriages? Yeah, so
2: I mentioned a lot of things other than just killing gays and child marriage. You were just playing into the liberal stereotype that you're not not even rambling. Yeah, no. Let me tell you, like, just
0: playing into you ramble. Yeah, yeah. He completely ignores the question and he rambles. And like, it's amazing how Daniel's like, "How dare you bring executions of like LGBT and child marriage? Let's talk about other things." Like, well, maybe because that's horrific and a disgusting part of your religion, and we want to bring up the fact that that's like, why is that? Like, you're like. Oh, you're you're like buying into this liberal narratives and you're bringing up you, your your opposition against fucking children is like so hypocritical. You just like bought the narrative that you're like, OK, what what do you want us to discuss? We're talking about whether Islam needs to be like put in its place. And these are the reasons why we want to do that.
2: To that liberal stereotype that I introduced uh, to the audience—that Muslim Islam is just about terrorism, it's about killing gays. I never it's
0: said about any
3: misogynistic. Is your example. So you've just yeah. Like... What
0: are you talking about? He never said that. First of all, but it's like, and also, if... but even if he brought it up, nobody's saying it's just about that. Okay, no, Islam is not just about terrorism. It's also about fucking children and beating your wife and other stuff and killing gay people. Uh, no, nobody said it's just about terrorism. Just what yeah, it
1: feels like he's. His response to destiny, so destiny is pointing out here are the bad things. It's like, yeah, those are the bad things, but why are you only pointing out the bad things? What about the other stuff? But this is not what destiny is okay. talking about right now. He's only talking about these two things. You know what I mean?
0: Destiny wants him right now to specifically say what are the laws? What are these impositions that um, the liberals are having on you? Like you, like because Daniel is complaining that we don't get to live by our Islamic lives, right? And we, these are the, these are the, you know, the standards that we have and you are forcing us not to abide by them. And this is like, what are like, tell me, tell me what's in Sharia that you don't get to have. Right. And here are, are these like, is this a child marriage? Is it, what is it? And, and Daniel is like, Oh, you're just like all the other liberals. You're just talking about that. Like, you, you're not listening, Daniel. He's asking you to specify. Well, if it's not that, then specify what it is, right? And he, he just goes on on this whole lecture about like, oh, you just like other liberals have bought
2: into these narratives. Well, just answer his questions then if you, if that's not what it is. You've fallen into that caricature. Yeah, there's no problem with me as a Muslim, for example, praying. Like I can go into the hotel room, I can pray, and I'm following Islamic law because the actions of prayer, the ablutions okay. of prayer. So you, these get to all pray. artific-
0: so you get to pray in the liberal society and nobody's stopping you from that. Guess why? Because you're not hurting anybody when you're praying. Okay, so un- except yourself because you're wasting time.
2: On liberal society. Uh, you're strawmanning me because I never I'm said not that. Not liberal trying. society prevents all practice of Islam. So what? what- he,
0: no, you're strawmanning Destiny because Destiny is not claiming that liberal society restricts all practices. He's asking you which practices are being limited. He's asking you. He's not claiming. You're strawmanning him. He didn't tell you that liberals restrict. Like he didn't say that you're saying that all practices are restricted. He's asking you to clarify.
3: What an idiot Daniel has become. What are the good parts of it's Sharia law? I'm not trying to stratum in you. You just have a really hard time answering my questions. So, yeah. the only reason why I brought up executing gays is because you seem to point to that in terms of what Sharia law would dictate. But now I'm trying to get off of that because you brought up other things I'm interested in. So, what I'm curious about, and maybe you can educate me, and maybe I'd be opposed to it, you said that liberalism is authoritative and that it overrules other parts of Sharia law. And then you brought up vaguely things like relationships or community. Now, when I push you a little bit more, you mentioned, well, praying is part of Sharia, praying is part of Islam. Liberals don't prevent you from praying if you're Muslim. Yeah. In fact, my understanding is in certain workplaces in the United States. So, so it says, Ramai,
0: that, that Destiny understands that praying is not restricted. So, he wasn't claiming that this is restricted. So what is restricted? Like I think the entire entire point of destiny is like what the things that you're saying are restricted are the things that are, that are fucking horrible that are harming other people. Yeah.
3: Every society, every reasonable society would want to restrict those. States, you can even get time off to do your five prayer prayers towards Mecca, there, whatever you want to. The religious freedoms in the United States are usually pretty well respected. I think we would agree that the United States is a pretty liberal country. So, I'm curious, besides child marriages and killing gay people, what are these parts of Sharia law that you think are being prohibited by liberal governments that otherwise shouldn't be?
0: Right. And he's not, he's saying it's not, okay, so it's not just that. You're saying it's not just that. It's not just child marriage and killing gays, okay? What are the other
2: things that you're so upset that you don't get to do? I mentioned them. I mentioned mention that I'm asking you clearly. Can you just mention them? marriage practices? So what, what type of cannot marriage practice? practice Muslims what? do not practice family law according to the Sharia
3: in the United States? What, what type of family law family okay. law, like divorce law you can't get divorced in the United States What do you mean according to you can't get divorced according to Islamic requirements? You can get so in the United States I know that for Catholics
0: imagine complaining about that as an oppression, right? Imagine putting that next to like, oh, yes Islamic society is um, not very tolerant because, like, we get want to be able to enforce our rules, and heretics and gay people will die, and wife women will be, we will have wife beating. But that's the same thing in liberal societies; they also have, you know, they're also are oppressive. Um, like what? Like we don't we don't have, get to have family laws, like our own family practices. Like what? Like the way we want to have divorce. Like wait, you do, you can't you don't have liberals don't let you divorce like okay yes they do let us divorce but not specifically in exactly the way that we want it islamically wow daniel what oppression oh my
1: god holy crap and i don't think that destiny yeah i don't think that destiny realizes like where what Daniel means by it, Destiny is probably thinking that oh he's saying that this the vitri- uh, ceremony that we go through for a divorce might be different than in a secular society. He's <laughs> he doesn't really know yet what Daniel means by that, you know.
0: No, I think like Daniel is saying that like for example, the way you want to divorce for uh, divorce your wife in Islam is is like this. But when we live in the United States, we have to, if we want to divorce our wives. We have to do it according to the laws of the United States. And I think on this, Destiny is more right about Islam than Daniel is, surprisingly, because Destiny doesn't know much about Islam. Because under Islam, when you're living in Dar al-Harb, right, when in, in not Dar al-Islam, when you're living in non-Islamic lands, technically, you do divorce according to their laws. So I don't know what, I mean, even based on Islamic standards, this is not something that is, you know, you get to complain about. So I don't know what Daniel is crying about here.
3: you are allowed to get divorced in a legal sense, but there's an extra religious process called an annulment. And that's something that you can practice in the United States. What part of Islamic marriage law can't be practiced in the United States? So for example, this is, some, this is a great
2: example that's contrary to liberalism. In Islam, the right to marriage is restricted to the man and a woman can only seek divorce, but she cannot, you know, just divorce her husband unilaterally, but he can divorce her unilaterally. This is an inequality found in Islamic law that is meant to preserve marriage and create lasting, stable marriages. And this is so. So, <laughs> so, he's,
0: so in, he's admitting that in Islam, divorces are, you know, in favor of men, men get to divorce much more easier than women can. And he's like, you don't let us have this advantage for men. You, you're not letting us have that in the United States. So there's two issues here right one well obviously we don't you don't get to be discriminatory against women right in the united states sorry you have to abide by the laws so i mean sorry not sorry so if you think that's oppression well fuck you we'll oppress the fuck out of you um we, you know and proud of it um one two even if even if this is like again this is based on islamic standards this is not something you can demand. E, like this is Daniel himself knows this. That until you invade United States and make it an Islamic land, which they were, you know, eventually he wants to do. Until then, you can't be like, meh, meh, why can't we discriminate women here? We can't do that. Like you have to abide by the lands, Like even based on Islamic standards, what are you complaining about? Yeah, like Morten is saying, yeah, USA bad because they allow women to. In- to initiate divorce, <laughs> exactly. This is and he calls this it's oppression, like, guys. He calls this oppression. But go yeah. on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what I was yeah, gonna what? say. It's like like how dare you oppress us by not letting us oppress women, you know? <laughs> exactly. You by giving women equal rights or discriminating against us. Like, what is that? Like his it, it, I find it really strange how he himself, when he's saying it, at no point does he realize how not inappropriate but how crazy what he's saying is that makes sense because most of us if we said anything that's anywhere near like that this like we have our intuition that tells us that it's wrong he just doesn't seem to have that you know it seems like to him it's just he thinks he thinks
0: this is not he thinks that we have been completely brainwashed to think that our way is the right way that's what he thinks like he thinks like throughout most of history through most societies, most of tradition, the intuition will suggest that his way is right. Like, he's like, people's understanding of family were like, obviously, men are in charge. Obviously, they get to make decisions that women can. not And we have been so perfectly brainwashed that that when we hear stuff like this, we get shocked. But but we are the abnormal ones, and his way is the normal way. That's what he thinks. Um, and okay, Mortal Skeptic is saying he literally he is literally making the argument that you that the USA stops them from oppressing women. Exactly. Like he doesn't, but he's not shy shy from it. And Ben is asking, how does it preserve stable marriages if a man can divorce and leave so easily? Not to mention it keeps women uh, un, in unhappy marriages. Well, Destiny. We'll bring that up and he's gonna to respond to it. Um yeah, that's secularity. Yeah, destiny did a good job. Destiny only made one mistake in this debate and it will come up.
2: Something that is not allowed in the United States because a woman can divorce her husband so the divorce rates amongst Muslims have increased exponentially ever since uh, compared to Muslims living in the Muslim world where they can you know they have this law if
0: the divorce rates increase he's like they're complaining about divorce rates increasing okay if divorce rates increase because women are more free now to divorce those are divorces that should have should be happening do you know what i mean you cannot reduce divorce rates by forcing women to stay in marriages, right? Those are good. Those, those are the, like there should be other ways. Like if you want to re- make families more stable, you should have a d- other solution than like you you don't get to leave. Okay, like you can you know, <laughs> right? Like you know. So yeah, the solution is somewhere something else.
1: On the books now. I mean,
0: technically, divorce yeah, is going up Means more people Sorry. are making better decisions. Here, go on, you go on. No, you go on.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, so he's pointing out to this thing that happened. So divorce rates are high, but he's not really understanding what is causing it or what's the actual issue. It's not that women are choosing to, I mean, it's that the women are choosing to get divorced more often, but that's not the problem. You know what I mean? Like, what is leading women to want to get divorced in the first place? That's the that's a problem that he's not addressing. He's making it seem that just because women are choosing to get divorced, that's a problem. But according mm-hmm.
0: to him, oh Jack Knife is saying, why are you not streaming on the Atheist Republic channel? I want to keep this channel alive. I think like this channel is going to be focused more on defending modernity. So if there's anything modernity defending related, it's going to
2: be on this channel. So liberal will say, that's horrible. You don't have equal rights between men and women. But that's exactly my point. That's the exact kind of inequality that liberalism cannot tolerate. And rather than think, well, maybe there is something to this law. Maybe what you, how you might want to put it is that, see how Muslims are so misogynistic, how Islam is so misogynistic, whereas a Muslim thinks, I just want to preserve my marriage. I just want, marriage is an important part of my life. It makes me happy. My wife is happy. Uh, in general, Muslims are happy. And all traditional societies, we as Christians also uh, used to have this kind of distinction between divorce rights. And we just want to preserve our marriages. But that's intolerable to liberals. And we can't practice that in the United States. That's just one simple example. Custody so, laws as well,
3: custody laws what, So, focusing on the marriage thing, it sounds to me like if a- Well, okay, here's
0: Let's turn this back on Daniel, okay um, That, you know You're oppressing us because part, As part of being liberal Part of our tradition is to Stop people from being Discriminatory against women And fucking children And white, beating their wives And killing Gay people And killing apostates—that's part of our tradition. So you're being discriminatory against us by not letting us stop you from doing that. Okay. So you're. So there you go.
3: Woman wanted to initiate a divorce. Then she probably would, but then she would just be excised from that Muslim community. No. No, no, no. There's nothing. All
0: right. So now Destiny is like. Okay. So Destiny wants to completely understand what's what. What is it? What is it that they're being stopped from? For example,
3: custody laws as well. Custody laws. So focusing on the marriage thing, it sounds to me like. If a woman wanted to initiate a divorce, then she probably would, but then she would just be excised from that Muslim community, no?
0: No, no, no. Yeah, so he's okay, so this he wants to say like, wait, so you do, like can women leave marriages in Islam or not?
3: There's nothing like that. If you why wouldn't a Muslim community excise a woman or kick a woman out of the community if she was the one that initiated a divorce? What does excise mean Kick out of? No, where where are you getting this? Well, you're telling me that this is a violation of Sharia. So why would, why would any Muslim community not kick a woman out for violating that? So
2: women can seek a divorce. And if the husband agrees, then they can get a divorce. But it would be a violation of a Sharia. Like, it's possible if a woman wants to just leave her family. She wouldn't can do, do that, that. But it's she wouldn't be possible.
0: entitled. So so Destiny so is trying try to understand what the difference is. Right? And Daniel is not doing a good job explaining what the difference is. The difference is that a man can just go, like, divorce like this, okay? I mean, like, technically, like, three times. Like, you, a man, so a woman can get divorced in Islam. It's just, like, it's... It's just so hard, right? A man can get divorced from a wife by saying, like, doing triple telos. You're just telling him, telling her that I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. Like, three times telling a woman that I divorce you. That's no judge, no excuses needed, no justification. You just divorce, tell her that you divorce her three times. Just um, some people do it over text and you're divorced. You're officially divorced, right? But a woman has to make her case to a judge and she has she has to have a really good excuse and she has to make a case and it has to be and it it can be like i don't like him it has it it can be like she's he's abusive to me it has to she has to be able to prove that the man is not doing his duties like he's not providing right but as long as he's providing and he's doing, like the man's marital duties are involved in working and providing for the family, right? But if he's beating you, that's not a good excuse for divorce. Unless he's like beating you like so much, like he's being very aggressive over it and he's being too abusive. Like if he's just like hitting you over like being disobedient, that's okay. But if he's like punching you in the face every night and that's so abusive, okay, maybe, maybe you could use that as a divorce or if he's like getting drunk every night or maybe if he's cheating on you those are grounds for maybe making a justification for a judge maybe giving the wife a divorce right but again it's just not the same for the man and the woman
2: To any kind of
0: oh yeah actually impotence is also another that's (laughs) one reason why women can get divorced
2: yeah if the husband agrees. Did he say that? Custody, yeah, like, wait, where, where are you getting this? Well, you're telling me that it's a violation.
3: Yeah, Syria, so yeah so he said it. Did he, it. Out for he
0: did? Wait, so the condition for the
2: woman getting a divorce is for the husband to agree? Violating that so women out. can seek a divorce. And if the husband agrees, then they can get a
0: if the Oh my God, I missed that part. Oh my God, I missed that part. So <laughs> if the husband agrees, she could. Wait, is that actually part of Sharia? Like you, you can't. Get a divorce if the husband doesn't agree. So it's imprisonment. It's ki- like what the
2: the divorce, but it would be a violation of a Sharia. Like it's yeah. possible if a woman it's, wants uh, to leave her family. Yeah,
1: it's it's not. It's oh. very strange because in his sorry, can I speak? Sorry,
0: there's a delay. Yeah, there's a delay. Go on.
1: Oh, uh, should I uh, refresh the page and try again?
0: No, it's fine.
1: Go ahead. Um, no, I was just saying that it feels like... Oh, I forgot what it, Oh, yeah, about if the husband agrees. So if a wife wants to get married, then she no, wants to get a divorce, she has to get the consent of the husband. So in the end, she doesn't really have a say at all. If she just goes to the husband no. and the husband says no, it's over. Nothing she can do.
0: Yeah yeah basically it's uh, so apparently what does it mean initiated divorce and the husband has to agree? I mean, if the husband agrees, basically she has zero say. So basically like I think this is actually even more oppressive than my understanding of how divorce works in Islam. I, maybe I'm wrong I, I mean then Dan, obviously Daniel has looked into this more. so if it, if Daniel is correct, this is even worse than I thought.
2: She can well, do that, but fine. she wouldn't be entitled to any kind of sure.
3: custody. She wouldn't be entitled to any kind of maintenance. It's like an, fault divorce. Yeah, so you're bringing than no up divorce. an example of like something that you're not allowed to do, but it seems like you could do that, but you could just kick that person out of your community.
2: I do
0: Right, so I think that's what Destiny is trying to get at is like, even like what you... So let's say, for example, um, what enforcement do you want, right, for, for your customs, right? So for example, he says uh, Daniel is complaining that we don't get to divorce our wives the way that Islam allows, for example, as an example of United States not allowing um us to live the uh, w- live islamically right, but destiny is like, well technically, you still get to do that in the United States. It's just that your up uh, your enforcement method would just be like, oh, we shun you, we shame you from our community, and we kick you. Like, if you get a divorce in a non-Islamic way, then, um, well, the Omah is going to be like, fuck you. Like, well, we hate you now. Like, go away. Like, we don't like you. Like, you can't, ex- <laughs> what else do you want? Like, you still have that ability to do that in the United States, uh, because you have the power of, maybe you don't have the power of, like, the law on your side, but there are other forms of, like, so Destiny is trying to show, like, you still even, even in the United States, you technically still have some enforcement method, right? Like, for example, if you look at the uh, Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons, right? There are things that they frown upon, but they don't have the law on their side to enforce on their community, but they have the shaming and the shunning and the demonization and the ostracization. And that by itself is an enforcement method. And Destiny's pointing out, you still have those tools in your toolkit to be able to do some form of enforcement of your practices, right? So that's I think that's what his point is. Does that make sense? Is that what his point is? I think that's what his point is. Yeah, that's
1: what I think it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like you still get to be you, you still get to be shitty to your wives. Don't worry. Don't worry, Daniel.
2: You still get to be shitty to your wives. That's something that there's no um
3: discouragement of that in the in the wider society oh, the, the, the laws make the wider society but not muslim make it. but the, in a particular muslim community you could encourage or discourage that. Or
0: <laughs> yeah exactly daniel is like but the wider society doesn't accept this I'm like well they're not muslim what do you want them to do the wider you want the wider society to approve of your shitty tactics oh. no,
2: but in the in the u.s what she can do is she can the muslim wife can go to court and she can take half or more of the guy's wealth he can take custody that's all violations of Islamic law. The law is going to the liberal. This
0: lo- is so hypocritical. Like, imagine imagine if like eventually Daniel gets his Islamic society, right? And we go and we be like, we, you know, are they going to let us like drink alcohol in his society and like, imagine him laughing at us for complaining about it. like, imagine if he's like, I don't know, a lawyer in an Islamic society, Islamic country, um, you know, when they get managed to get their Sharia um enforced and everywhere right and we're like we're complaining about like not being able to live non-islamic lives people are like well yeah fuck you this is islamic land you get you have to follow the rules right but like he, he is complaining about not being able to live islamic lives in non-islamic countries but he's so happy to f- enforce islam in islamic countries on everybody
3: Law is going to assist her in actually violating Islam. Couldn't you enshrine this in a legal clause? Like, couldn't you just get a prenuptial agreement if it's something you feel so strongly about? And then you would have the legal protection for your Muslim marriage? The courts don't respect these.
0: What do you mean courts don't respect this? You could get a prenup and you could be like, oh, like, oh, if you get a divorce the, in, uh, in non-Islamic lands, uh, the, wife, the wife gets half of the wealth. Well, you could get a prenup and she wouldn't. Like, yeah. He, that's an, yeah, that's his own point.
2: Prenups because they're fundamentally um, contrary to. And then you would have the legal protection for your Muslim marriage. Courts don't respect these prenups because they're fundamentally. What are you talking about? Courts don't
0: respect these prenups. They completely do. You could easily get a prenup and she wouldn't get anything.
2: um, Contrary to family law in the U.S.
0: It's not contrary to family law in the U.S. to get a prenup that says that she doesn't get half my stuff
2: actually have these kinds of or it's very easy to get out of the, those kinds of prenups because no. she can claim that oh he coerced me or the family like pressured me uh, to sign this prenup and so it never holds up in court actually so if you get- never holds up in court are you sure about that daniel are you sure about do, show me
0: the cases where people signed prenups and the woman still got half of the wealth after a divorce because she easily said like never never holds up so every single prenup shall agreement that said like you don't get half of my wealth Woman just came out like, oh, yeah, I was forced. And they got half of everything every.
2: Never gets hold... Bullshit. She can claim that oh he coerced me or the family like pressured me uh, to sign this prenup and so it never holds up in court Actually, so if you... he's just
0: making shit as he goes because I think he realizes how stupid everything all uh, his claim is uh, He doesn't know he He doesn't even know if he what he's saying is true He's just like willy-nilly pulling shit out of his ass.
3: Get legal representation on both sides for a prenuptial agreement It will hold up. This is how these things are. Yeah, exactly It will hold up. Negotiated commonly. This is why prenuptial agreements exist If you're telling me you that every prenuptial agreement can be challenged or thrown out then there would be no prenuptial agreements
2: I'm uh, in the Muslim <laughs> community So it's different from just a prenuptial agreement uh, in other communities In the Muslim community And maybe this is also part of the liberal. What are you talking about? In the United States, they're like the lawyer, like you're
0: getting a divorce and, you know, the wife wants half of the wealth and the judge is like, well, usually, usually we respect prenuptial agreements and we don't give the, you know, you have, I see here, you have a prenup and she, she's not supposed to get half of your wealth. But given that you're from a Muslim community, I'm going to ignore this prenup. I give her half of your stuff anyways. What are you, t- what Im- this is La La Land, this is imaginary shit, he's just making stuff up.
2: What is he talking about? World ...oppression of Muslims, these kinds of prenuptial agreements do not work, and I am friends with many Imams who counsel these types of marriages to prevent that kind of uh, messy breakup.
3: Okay, do you think it's problematic if there are women that are in marriages only because they're not allowed to leave them, or do you think that's an okay?
2: I think it's okay, I think it's okay to limit certain...
0: He literally said it's okay, did you hear that? Right? Like, okay, this it is like, okay, so you want women to be forced into staying in the marriages. Is that okay? And then I was like, yeah. <laughs> he literally said that. He literally just said that that's okay.
1: <laughs> so, what, what the... I get the yeah, impression go. that in his mind, women are just like, like, not just inferior in terms of legally, but he genuinely sees them as these like objects for men in do you know what I mean? Because yeah, for which he responds, like whenever Destiny brings up a point about women, it feels like he does not see women like human beings.
0: Well, he would say he would say that we do see them as human beings. It's just that you, Vikram, as this lib- as a liberal, don't understand that women and men are different. They are they are both human, but they're different kinds of human. And their role in society has to be different, be different and their position in society has to be different that's what he would say to you <clears throat> he like yeah he's like you're he's like you're ignoring biology like just because we just because two different the d- different sexes and humans are different and we're treating them different accordingly that doesn't mean we're not treating them like humans in fact we're and i think daniel would think that we're treating more like humans because we understand that they're two different sexes in human beings and and with different biologies. That's what he would say.
3: Only because they're not allowed to leave them? Or do you think that's an okay?
2: I think it's okay. I think it's okay to limit certain amounts of freedom for the benefit of these kinds of institutions like marriage. I think it's a disaster when more than 50% of marriages end up in divorce. And usually it's women who initiate breakups, whether it's in marriage or casual relationships. This is something that um, is a terrible situation for people like everyone here in the audience. And Muslims too, Muslims in the audience, me, you cannot not go into a marriage and be confident that this will last. And you might be, you know, as it's called, divorce raped because of feminist laws that are on the books that make it very difficult for men to actually want to get into that situation of marriage. You
3: don't think that it might be hinting that there's some problematic aspect of society if there are certain marriages that women are locked into because they're not allowed to leave?
2: I just answered that. I think it's fine. It's just justified to limit certain kinds of autonomy.
0: So yeah, he, he's like, yeah, I should be able to get these women and rape them as much as I want. And you know, and... Basically, these are. This is not a wife that you have, okay? This is a prisoner. This is a prisoner that you get to rape, without you know. And yeah.
3: What if a woman is miserable in marriage? She just has no option. She has no, have no,
2: no. She has options. So
3: Islamic law, we can mm-hmm. talk about all kinds of details. Yeah,
2: what she are you She can. She we can, can
0: negotiate your. You know, <laughs> like when the way that you say like, oh yeah, she has options. Like in the in the same way that a prisoner has an option to talk to. You know the word of you know or the to the guard about her, her her conditions, right? That's she. You have options. We we can we can talk. Okay, I still own you, and I still get to do whatever I want with you, and you have you know you don't get to leave. But if you're very unsatisfied with everything, there yeah, we can talk about it. We can. There's ways that we could bring somebody to negotiate negotiate the terms of your prison prison. You know. Your prison a khula.
2: She can seek a khula, where um, so, so This is assuming that there's no abuse. So in Islamic law, if the husband is abusive, he's not providing for her rights. He is not providing for her maintenance. Mm-hmm. He is, you know, just uh, actually physically harming her. Then she is so so. Keep in mind, abusive
0: does not mean that you're beating her because technically you should be beating her. Abusive means you're beating her too much or too hard, or with no, you know. Or just randomly, right? Like, Thankfully, Daniel is much.
1: here to remind us of that. You know, it's like he's there to stand for the rights of women to not be abused too much. You know, only too much. Only just moderated, yes. Well,
0: that's not abuse technically. He doesn't even like if you're beating your wife for her being disobedient. They don't. He doesn't even consider that abusive. Okay, abusive would be just be like I don't know. You get drunk and just punch her in the face or something like that. That would be abusive. But if she's, like, being disobedient and then you, you know, you, you slap her, that is not abusive.
2: Grants her the, what's called a fessal. Again, this
0: is not my YouTube. This is not my claims, okay? I'm just reviewing the Islam.
2: So that's divorce. Okay, they're separated and he's actually in, he is obligated or liable to pay her maintenance. So let's say that she just doesn't like him. There's no abuse, but she just doesn't, you know, is not attracted to him for some reason. Uh, she can seek a divorce as well. And um the audience, See, he
0: this is very clever of him. Okay? So Daniel unlike what people think, he is aware of us liberals being too shocked by things and he does like he actually claims that he's completely lets it all out and completely tells us everything directly and transparently, but sometimes he does hold back and he uses words that are technically correct but are perceived in a different way um, than what the actual truth is, even though he's not lying. Right? So he is being political about it. Right? He, he never says that they can't get a divorce. Right? So if like you can just seek a divorce, but they're but if you seek a divorce, the condition is that the husband has to approve and stuff like that. Right. But but technically he's right. But if somebody is not paying attention and just listening, he's like, oh, OK, so the woman can also get a divorce if she's just not happy with him. Right. But no, he didn't say she can get a divorce. He always uses the word seek. It's a, it's very important. There is a very significant reason why he doesn't say she can get a divorce and he just says she can seek a divorce. He's not. You, that, it's not random that he's saying seek instead of can.
1: Islamic judge. You no. Know, one thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. One thing I was thinking about was that if you are having a debate with Daniel to actually change his mind, I feel like his his basic beliefs, the belief from which he starts from, are just so different from ours. Like I don't even know how would you get him to reconsider because. Right now, if you're talking about women's right, he sees women as these inferior people. So you have to begin by addressing why he sees women that way. And um, I just don't think it's possible. Like, I don't even know how would you even begin to reason with someone who's as deep down the anti-women, anti-gay people, anti-everything beliefs that he has. Well, that,
0: that that would not be the point. Like, I think, like, it would be Im- almost impossible, right? But that would not be the point of talking to Daniel. The point of talking to Daniel would be to sh- to show what Islam teaches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and also show how, how how much support this man has and how much, like, how conservative Islam what conservative, you know, what actual Islam represents, right? The point is to Daniel is a force for good, actually, because we need him to demonstrate because we are like anti islams right? So if we say things about Islam that are true, the people would, I mean, correctly point to our bias against Islam, right? So we need somebody like Daniel, like, okay, Let's bring up Daniel and he could speak for us about what Islam represents because he's a Muslim. He's a conservative Muslim, right? And I, I honestly think Daniel is very, very useful for us, right? I think like we need him to keep talking and keep growing and keep inv- getting invited to these. Like a lot of leftists are like I've seen a lot of leftists refer to this debate and they were like shocked. They were like, <laughs> I, was, I was listening to this. Uh, girl talking to uh, destiny like many you know weeks after and it was like i was so worried about you he, like this man wants to kill gay people and you're like bye where did you feel unsafe in the debate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like but like these are like these are very very leftist liberal that you know didn't like their understanding of muslims was i don't know like Elon omar or like these like leftist, liberal, moderate Muslims that they keep meeting in the United States. That, and they, their understanding of Muslims are like, okay, Muslims seem to be progressive, right? So they're not, they're not familiar with what actually Islam teaches. And D- Daniel is providing us with an introduction to, for all these leftists to, to what actual Islam is about. So he's very, very helpful for us. So I, I think like he's a force for us, ex-Muslims, right? You know, for our cause. So he doesn't know that he's fighting in, uh, you know, on our side. Like we need, we need to use him. We, we, need to. It's good that he's becoming so popular in debates and he's getting invited. So that's the. Yeah, and also wait, Morten is saying, and he's not only just some token piece. He is highly respected amongst Muslims. Yes, exactly. He isn't just some piece of. um, Incorrectly, some piece who incorrectly represents Islam. No, no, no. He's the most accurate one. And uh, it's it's
1: very strange how he's more popular than Imam Tawhidi or even Majin Nawaz, because I expect someone who's more reformist with Islam would have more popularity, you know? But Daniel is just. No, no. He's just way way more successful than them.
0: Yeah, he's more successful, and he started way later than them. Like he's growing to their level in much shorter amount of time because, you know, a lot of these Muslims who are like finally somebody who's not apologizing for Islam and just going out and saying what it is. So it's not just the fact that he he's saying these things. It's also the fact that we can point to the fact that how popular he is to show that we're not like making this stuff up. So, so, we have to point to Daniel and also to his following. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that all his followers are coming out and saying that we like him and we support him because we want to use that as a way to show that this is not just a fringe guy.
2: He is obligated or liable to pay her maintenance. So, let's say. Wait, who would. Who, music guy, we removed Big Mike? What did Big Mike do? that she just doesn't like him. There's no abuse, but she just doesn't, you know, is not attracted to him for some reason. Uh, she can seek a divorce as well. And um, the Adi, the Islamic judge, is going to mediate that and try to make it work out. And like I said, I I have many friends who are imams and they're involved in this process around the world.
0: So they try to make it work out. So you could seek a divorce and the imam's role is to come in and be like... <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what it means. Like the imam comes in, like the woman starts to, so the man could be like, I divorce you. No imam needs to get involved and you're, oh, you're done. You're done. You're out of the household. You're divorced, right? Uh, so that's what the man can do. The woman can seek a divorce and the imam steps in and based on his words, he, needs, he comes in to try to make it work out. Make it work out means like not, no divorce, that's what making it work out means, right? So, that's the role of the divorce uh, the, the mom. As you're describing,
3: how is this so much more different than, than a normal divorce? A liberal- I don't
0: think, see, Destiny failed for here. Destiny made a mistake, Destiny failed for what Daniel was doing because Daniel managed to make it seem like both parties have access to divorce. The, Destiny didn't notice that he's using different words. The man can get a divorce, and the woman. Seeks a divorce and their mom comes in and tries to make it work out. Right. But he managed to use languages that if you're not paying attention, makes it seem like that Daniel is saying, oh, both parties can divorce. So this thing is like, OK, well, if both parties can divorce, well, that's not much difference from what you have in United States laws. So what are you complaining about?
2: There's no option, when the option is not there, okay, that you can just on a whim say, I'm tired of this, I divorce you, and face no consequences because it's a no-fault divorce, divorce system, then that almost incentivizes people to leave their marriages. And you're constantly
0: blasting. Blasphem- so now Daniel is pointing out, okay, it's not like the United States because the woman, based on United States laws, women can easily get a divorce, and we want to restrict that. Again, what we have to ask Daniel, why should the woman be restricted in the, the, getting divorced but not the man? Like, this is what Destiny should be asking right now. I mean, like if look- you want to like you're they keep complaining of like okay, women having this much access to divorce means that we're gonna have so much divorce and families are threatened now. Okay, how about we restrict the men on the divorce? What why are we only restricting the woman then? Okay, if you're so worried about families breaking apart and divorce rates getting higher, if it makes sense to limit the woman's access to divorce, why not also use the same justification to limit the man's access to divorce, huh? Like this is the question that Destiny should have been asking right now. Single life
2: being great and just explore your sexuality. You have these websites that will help you cheat, and they have like millions of subscribers. Okay, like this is where, on a tangent. So it sounds like yeah, like
0: okay. So this is this is good. Like Daniel tends to just go off on a different road and just talk talk about like give an essay about something that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. And Destiny was very good at like shutting it down. You're like. Nope, nope. This is like you're going off. Like, what are you talking about? And that there okay. are two to
2: leave their marriages and you're constantly blasting. And How are you single life being great and just explore your sexuality? You have
3: these websites that will help you cheat and they have like what? millions of subscribers. Okay, like, this is <laughs> on a tangent. So it sounds like then, that,
2: <laughs>
0: like, no, shut up. <laughs> what the
3: fuck? There are similar processes then. You're telling me that if a woman really wants out of a marriage in Islam, then she can leave the marriage if she's just not happy. Then it sounds like we're not really that far away then from See? A, If a woman really wants out of a marriage in Islam, then she can leave the marriage if she... just.
0: See, Destiny didn't pay attention here, okay? And this was Daniel's success. At using words to make it seem like a woman has access to the divorce the same way <clears throat> even though he was careful and not to say not to lie but make it seem like she like it's kind of equal right and and destiny is like okay so this is the same so it
3: sounds like then that there are similar processes then you're telling me that one a woman thing really that marriage... about,
1: so one thing about what daniel said so women experimenting with their sexuality since when do men complain about that if anything isn't that something good that we'd want women to do like because I don't know any men. What? Oh no! Now my wife wants to have a threesome with another woman. You know, like oh, how how am I gonna survive? You know. Wait, what are you saying? Like what? So he's saying that nowadays women are able to experiment with their sexuality, as if it's a bad. Oh thing. no no no! But I was so pointing no, out that so, you know.
0: No, I think like like out outside of the like leave the marriage and go or leave relation your relationship and go with other people. That's what he's he doesn't like. Oh. Like basically Islam Islam is the OG like incel mentality, right? Like you want to <laughs> like because because as a man, you know, you're worried like one of the things that men, you know, you know, you, you if you don't have the charm or the value that you could bring into a relationship, you to convince somebody to stay with you, you want to just introduce limitations. It's like a for a woman to have a choice to be able to leave. Do you know what I mean? That's what they're, worried, oh, they're insecure about, right? So they want to make sure that like, if you're into, like, once I get you, I get you. You don't just get to walk out of me, on me, right? I'm pretty sure like there's a whole bunch of um, men that do, do find that appealing, right? Like a lot of men throughout their life, you know, you see in movies, like, oh, woman, like, I don't know. You see, like, there's a lot of anxiety over the, you know, this is, oh, let me tell you, okay, one reason why a lot of men want to put a baby right away inside of you is because they think then you're, you're tied to me after that, right after that, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of anxiety in men over the fact that woman, the woman, this woman who was supposed to be mine why she doesn't have the freedom to just walk away from me anytime she wants, right? She could meet somebody else that is better than me, and now she's going to pick that guy over me, and that is a major source of anxiety. And a lot of men, a lot of men, not just Muslims, would be very, very happy about completely removing those options from that woman that they want to have for the rest of their lives, right? And that's why a lot of men see the putting a baby inside of you because now i'm the father like even if you leave me even if you leave me i will always somehow be connected to you because i'm the father of your child right you can never be free from me so that's the mentality right but islam comes in like guys we have the solution for you okay they just like they don't even get to leave like when you have them you have them for life right so that's good they only leave if you want them to leave like you are completely in control yeah, this is interesting. I mean, the baby trap does work and it goes both ways. Yeah, but the fact is, like, you know, <clears throat> women also have that um, anxiety, true, but they only have the baby method. But for men, uh, traditionally, they had the law on their side, right? Yeah, I, 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 know, I know it works both ways, but... But it work, works both ways for babies, right? But men, given that traditionally they were in charge and they wrote the laws, when it comes to the law way or the forced, forced way, that was that, that one works only one way.
3: Um. And she can leave the marriage if she's just not happy then it sounds like we're not really that far away then from a liberal understanding of marriage then you, no, mean, you complain about, like, societal it's not, equal, pressures or it's something, not
2: equal right the the woman does not have equal right to just pronounce divorce let's go to another example like muslims they have to put their children in many european liberal countries they have to put their children within public schools they cannot homeschool, and and there are no islamic schools they're all outlawed so we're talking about countries like germany for example um they muslims can't raise they. their own children according to islam they have to put their kids. I mean, I, I was just talking to a Muslim mother in Germany. She's like, should I put my kid in the Christi- Christianity elective or the atheism elective? Because those are the only two options in the public school. What should I do? Like, these are these are the kinds of realities that Muslims are living, not this kind of... This is, when you say atheism, you mean secular.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, I didn't know that it was a thing. If I knew, like, sign me up for atheism elective <laughs> any day, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think, I think these people see anything secular as athe- promotion of atheism
3: abstract Wait, what is it, stuff what is it
2: the atheism about? elective what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> this one is confused like what is atheism elective it means going over classical liberal thinkers it means going over darwin is going over classical liberal thinkers
0: is atheism elective are you serious okay these classical liberals were be- go- believed in god okay how is that atheism elective like i mean I, i'm an atheist but like you're giving us too much credit over what atheism is supposed to represent.
2: It means going options in the public school. What should I do? I think
0: Darwin
1: was an agnostic, right? I don't know if he took the label atheist. Da- so yeah, yeah, Darwin, Darwin was Darwin like...
0: Earlier. I think I think Darwin started off as a Christian and I think he like, he seemed like more of a deist at the end of it, and I'm sure...
2: Muslims are living, not this kind of abstract
3: Wait, stuff What is it, what is it the atheism about. elective? What does that mean?
2: It means going over classical liberal thinkers. It means going over... Classical liberal... The vast majority of
0: classical liberal thinkers believed in God over Darwinism. It means going Darwinism, like teaching evolution. Okay, Daniel, you are going over Darwinism. Like you constantly bring up evolutionary science as a way to make your point. So I don't know what you're talking about. You're doing
2: the same thing over why uh, a secular scientific understanding of the world is secular. Oh,
0: oh my God. He's saying a secular scientific understanding of the world. They're, oh, no, they're oppressing us. They're oppressing the children. Save the children. They're teaching the children a scientific understanding of the world. How oppressive. Oh, my
2: God. Uh, the understanding of the world. Okay, I agree. I think that there are secular scientific understanding of the world is uh, the understanding of the world.
0: This is, this is what, okay. So, so remember, the next time when Daniel complains that liberal societies are being oppressive to Muslims, Part of that oppression is that they're teaching their kids science.
3: Okay, I agree. I think that there are some cases in which liberalism supersedes... some forms of Islamic tradition. It seems like you would still be able to practice some of this at home, but obviously some of this would be inescapable. But most of the inescapable parts, I think, are, are things where I think we've advanced society far long enough that we probably, <laughs> I, I would disagree with a lot of the Muslim tradition here. But. No, no, but l- look at France, for example. Uh,
2: Muslims in France have to, like the imams of the mosques, have to sign a loyalty agreement. Wait, what did that you say?
3: Far long enough that we probably, <laughs> I, I would disagree with a lot of the Muslim tradition here. But I don't yeah. know, but l- look at France, for example. Uh,
2: Muslims in France have to, like the imams of the mosques, have to sign a loyalty agreement that they um, will prioritize French law above Islamic law, N- not even in practice, but just in their loyalty. So- no shit. No shit. What do you want? Like, okay. What do you want them to do? Like, respect
0: Islamic law over French law where they're living in France? Where they're living in France? This is not even oppressive based on Islamic standards. Even based on Islamic standards, there's this understanding that if you're not living in Islamic land, you're supposed to follow non-Islamic laws. Like, this is the first time that Daniel is going farther than even what Islam teaches. So they have to- No? Yeah, exactly. Puya is saying, what the fuck does he expect? Yeah, go on.
1: I feel like you know when when we think of anti-Muslim bigots, the image that they have of a Muslim is exactly what Daniel Hakikachu is. You know, he's he's like the worst representation of Muslims they could be.
0: And he's the best representation of Islam. Yeah, maybe the best worst representation of Muslims, but the best representation of Islam. Except on this, on this thing, Islam is actually. I, I found for the first time we found something that Islam is actually better about than, than Daniel himself. Okay, Daniel is getting more extreme than Islam because again, people are saying, yeah, obey, it is Sharia to follow the laws of the land. So what are you talking about, Daniel?
2: To sign this loyalty oath to France, um, they there was an imam, an imam in France. He just mentioned, like he recited a verse of the Quran, but this was seen as an extreme verse, according to the liberal authorities in France, and he was deported. You have all these kinds of restrictions on- Okay, I don't know what happened there. Usually when we check, um, events
0: or studies the Daniels sites and we go check them out he, he usually misrepre- has very much misrepresented what, what has happened okay so I don't know what happened here but you, every single time we actually checked he was like misrepresenting what happened
2: Muslims as minorities and this is just a continuation of colonial policies that have dominated Muslims I think you, you just, you know, conceded that this is something that's happening. Muslims are oppressed Islam does have to be attenuated within liberal societies.
3: Um, okay, um, is no, there, li- do you have questions for me or what do you want to... Well, well, I I am... <laughs> yeah,
0: I concede that we need to stop you from certain <laughs> from harming
2: other people. <laughs> sorry, sorry not sorry. I'm curious about that thought experiment because, um, you know, would you go for it being a brain? This
0: of- is so okay. The thought experience is killing me. Okay, it's so amazing how, you know, the problem the problem Daniel has is that liberalism is just too good. Okay, liberalism is too good, and it has made so many people's lives so much better that you have to. It's not. It's not enough to you. Like, it's not going to scare people that much if you be like, "Oh my God, look at liberalism! Everything is falling apart because of liberalism." He has to be like what if I tie you to a machine by force and make you see things that is not there forever? Right. Are you afraid now? Ah, liberalism, boo. It's scary. They're going to tie you to a machine and make you just experience things that are not real forever against your will. Like, Daniel, that's a thought experiment about trying to understand, you know, epistemology and the nature of reality. I don't know why you're bringing that up in the, so his argument is that like he he wants to he argues like if we're brains in a vat and that the brain in a vat is just like or like in a matrix or whatever is just experiencing absolute happiness, uh, technically based on utilitarianism, that should be the best the best thing that we want because we all will be maximally happy, and because liberals the 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 Enlightenment thinkers. Who were so? This is the leap, okay? So th- there's multi steps, okay, to this because the liberal, the liberal thinkers of the 18th century, um, 18th and 19th century, they were responsible for introducing utilitarianism, and also those are the same thinkers that eventually led to the ideas that were eventually responsible for liberalism. So liberalism is tied one-to-one with utilitarianism. And based on Mike Daniels' calculation of utilitarianism, the best outcome would be for us to all be brains and vats and just experience maximum happiness. Therefore, liberalism must lead to everybody being brains and vats and everybody by force and experiencing maximum happiness. Therefore, liberalism is bad. Like, it's such a stretch. It's such a leap. It's just like connecting the dots in a way that is like... so ridiculous okay i don't even know where to start okay first of all liberalism has the word liberal in it daniel you can it does not teach that you can force people to be brains in vats it goes against the liberal part of liberalism okay also just because you are a moron and you don't understand how utilitarian calculations work that doesn't mean that your, your utilitarian calculation—that you think this will be the maximum happiness for everybody—because you think that's what it is. That means that that means that everybody will come, even based on utilitarianism, right? No, you're not going to get maximum happiness in the world, okay? Because if you tie everybody, in, if you force everybody to be brains and vats, then you can't run this like. If we have seen, based on record and based on data, any amount of force will on on people will centralize the power into such a small part of society where where it le- will leads to mismanagement and you know fall in the you know the breaking of the economic order and this security and everything like never have we ever had a centralized order being able to make decisions for other people for that to be like to force their will on the entire society. Uh, And that leading to better outcomes, right? Letting people be free with limited rules that keeps everybody safe and lifts up the worst off, right? So limits the amount of damage that you could get from being in a free society. Uh, and then letting everybody make decisions for themselves and not you not making the decisions for them based on what you decide what's the best thing for them, that has always like a decentralization of power in politics, a decentralization of power in the economy, and everything else has always led to better results and more happiness for other people. So even if you want to do a utilitarian calculation, you cannot decide that, oh, these group of people are going to know how – force upon force happiness upon everybody because they have decided what is best for them, that has never, like, we have experienced that with Islam, we have experienced that with communism, we have experienced that in so many ways, and it never works out, and people don't end up being happy, okay? That is why liberalism works. That is why we defend liberty, and that is why this ridiculous hypothetical that you're suggesting has nothing to do with liberalism. But you keep, such, you keep um. bringing that up. Yeah, go on.
1: When, when it comes to, so what Daniel is talking about, for those who don't know, it's called the experience machine. It's this guy mm-hmm. called Robert Nozick who came up with it. So basically, we put you in a machine that makes you feel the most pleasure you could feel. So at any second, you're always feeling maximum pleasure. If your goal in life is to maximize utility or pleasure, then you should want to put everybody into that machine. Because then uh, if you're in that machine, they will always feel pleasure. But assuming that that could happen, I'm, I think it might be a good thing to, if assuming there was a machine where you could put people in and forever, they would just feel good. I don't, I I don't know how you could like refute it because if you're a utilitarian, your goal is to maximize utility and there's no Mm. better way to maximize utility than to have a, a utilitarian machine in this case.
0: I refuted by saying that usually when people have made a calculation of how we maximize happiness and they want to force it upon up people instead of letting the market decide that or the people decide that based on their own individual liberty, they ended up being wrong, okay? Um, there's always no group of people have ever been able to control for all the factors that they haven't considered and to be able to com- calculate demand and supply in in a way that a natural people people naturally will figure that out so uh, from their own free will and letting you know letting this organically happen right so even if what you're saying is true the way that would happen is that you would make that an option right and people would decide that like for example let's say eventually there's a metaverse right uh, and the metaverse is just so much more fun than this real world that like if that is the most utilitarian outcome um, then it will just naturally work move towards that whether whether or not any the, the problem is that when you decide that no these people don't understand it, we're going to force it upon people. there's always things that will go wrong okay there's so many examples in history where people decided that People just don't get it. And this is obviously the best outcome for everybody. So let's just force it upon them. And it always backfired, okay? Even if that is the end goal, the process at which you're doing it has to be through free people making their own decisions, right? Because it's not always about the outcome. It's also, you know, it's not always about the philosophy. It's also about the execution method. Like you could have a plan that actually be a good plan, but the way you execute it, it will it will not eventually lead to the same result. Do you know what I mean? Like, in, in, in like but, when uh, you actually carry when you carry out the plan, th- um, you're like, okay, this is not the way I envisioned it to t- in my head. Like, this is not how I imagine it is going to work out. And I'm just saying, I'm telling you that if you force upon people anything. Um, you are never going to be as smart as giant systems that just organically work. You know, no, no group of people will ever be as smart as a market that it works based on free will.
1: Would you say, sorry, we're getting to, uh, we've changed yeah, from the topic on. of the debate, but do you no, think no, that on. you value individual freedom more than utility?
0: No, no, no. We, in the, we value individual freedom because of its utility. Because of a, the track record of how centralized planning fails, central plan, the whole idea of liberalism is because we see the utility of individual freedom, right? And we have the record of showing that this works. Like we're not saying we're not defending individual liberty because we're dogmatically like, you know, making individual liberty sacred. Okay, we have a track record of showing that a decentralized power. Um, you know, like decentralizing power and giving people individual freedom over their own decisions leads to the best outcome. So, you—if you, you think like, oh, util- based on my armchair philosophy understanding, like sitting on my, like sitting just here and just thinking about m- running utilitarian calculations in my head and thinking, well, technically, if we force this on upon people, this should lead into the maximum utility for the most number, highest number of people, well, you're wrong. Your calculation is wrong because when we want to do utilitarianism, we, just, we don't just sit down and philosophize over what the best outcome would be. We look at data. We look at numbers. We look at past records. And past records indicate that not making decisions for an entire group of people based on your individual utilitarian calculations is the best way to go. Giving people individual liberty that is what often results into the maximum number amount of happiness for the highest number of people not 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 unlimited individual liberty okay our record shows that unlimited individual liberty leads to anarchy no but more liberty than Islamic societies more liberty than fascist more liberty than um, communist Okay. We want more liberty than that. We don't say we want we do. We do want limitations. We want limitations. Like people say, oh, we want no limitations on sex. There's a we want limitations on sex. The limitation that we want on sex is consent. Okay. We do have standards. Okay. We have a lot of standards. Okay. Our standards are just a lot more relaxed than, I don't know, ISIS or, you know, fascist or communist. Okay. So we have. That's why we ca- they call us liberal. They call us liberals not because we're anarchists and we have no standards and no limitations. They call us liberals because we have we have, we respect individual liberty more than fascists, whether Islamic fascists or comic
1: communist fascists. Does
0: that make sense?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. The pleasure machine is a topic I'm not that good on, so I I'm gonna re-listen to this later and I'm gonna rethink about this.
0: Yeah, but the thing is that he's going, it doesn't have to do, like, he's going off tangent. He's just trying to make liberalism a bigger boogeyman than than it is. Like, he's just like, it has nothing to do with the topic of this discussion. He's just trying to connect these together in a way because he knows that he doesn't have much to go off of making people scared of liberalism. Liberalism works. Liberalism works. That's what's unfortunate for Daniel. Like, he's not going to be able to do anything about it.
2: And the VAT, if it meant, like... Constant pleasure, like, or you can think of Brave New World, like Soma, like you take a drug and you just experience constant pleasure through the dopamine that's released through that pharmaceutical.
3: Like, is that something that you think people should do?
1: Um, What?
3: (laughs) The challenging part about that thought experiment is that you don't know if you're a brain in a vat right now. It's hard to answer a question related to a shift of our entire perspective, because any shift of your entire perspective is something you're necessarily not going to be able to be aware of, right? So when you're dreaming, you might not know you're dreaming. When you're awake, you don't technically know if you're awake. We could be in a brain in a vat right now. We not know it. There's no way to prove or disprove that. So it's hard to engage with questions that talk about like fundamentally altering the reality that you're perceiving. So it's, I mean, we can get into it if you want, but it's a much more difficult question than just a matter of theology or liberalism. Sure. So, um- I'm not talking about like the classical
2: philosophical um, question of are we brains in vats. Just imagine, uh, just forget about the brain in the vat expression. Um, just imagine like there's a kind of pill that you take, and you take it, and then you experience co- just constant bliss, and you're just hooked up to you know whatever like virtual reality machine like Meta machine, uh, Oculus Rift or whatever, and you just live in this constant state of bliss and experience no pain. Um, and this is mandated. Let's say the government mandates this; everyone has to be plugged into this. Why? Because we want. You know, we already know we already have similar experiment things like that. It's called
0: it's called like heroin, right? So I'm sure like most people don't want that. Okay, so you think like oh, people should want that? Well, they don't. They don't want that.
2: Want to reduce the killing of gays or child abuse or uh, domestic violence or rape? And they mandate this like what would you say in in response like based
0: on my utilitarian calculations people should want that well they don't what are you going to do now so your, your utilitarian calculation is wrong if you tell people like would you want to be like brain and brain and vet that you don't know you're a brain in a vet and you're experiencing maximum happiness and you can't do anything about it and you're forced into it would you like that people will say no like well my my calculations show that you should want this well then I'm, I'm telling you that i that,
2: that i don't so what are you gonna so your calculations are off the government really kicks it up a notch because they're not only mandating it; they are smearing all people who refuse, like the anti-Soma crowd. Uh, they they uh, tarnish them as being pro-rape and being pro-killing of gays and being pro, you know, marrying 12-year-olds and pro-child rape. What would you say, like, to that government policy? Because doesn't that remind you of con- wait, what? What's the question? And they mandate this. Like, what would you say in in response or child abuse or and experience no pain? Um, and this is mandated. Let's say the government mandates this; everyone has to be plugged into this. Why? Because we. Again, man, the government mandates
0: this. Okay, so what does this got to do with liberalism? Because we are against such government mandates
2: for everybody because we're liberals! Want to reduce the killing of gays or child abuse or has to be plugged into this. Why? Because we want to reduce oh. the killing of gays or child abuse.
0: He's like, he thinks like liberals are so, He basically Daniel's understanding is that liberals are so into reducing the killing of gays, we are, okay? But And so, like, oh, my God, so you are liberals want to reduce the killing of gays. How awful. Or reduce, like, child marriages. Okay? Like, oh, my God, so scary, right? But we're so into that. We're so obsessed, like, oh, my God, save the children. Like, look at these stupid liberals want to save the children from us having sex with them. Oh, no. Right? Um, but we're so obsessed over that, that we are going to, we are willing to do anything, anything in the world to stop that, including tying everybody to these pleasure machines forever, because now they can't marry children. Like, ah, ha you're all tied to machines now, you're all tied to pleasure machines, so you can't marry children. Ah, our evil plan worked, our evil plan of sell, uh, saving children from adults having sex with them worked, ha ah, okay? So this is how he, he sees us as a villain, right? Um, but he doesn't understand that the number one thing liberals want to defend is individual liberty, okay? That's that comes you know that is also part of their plan of liberals okay it's it, it's also all of that like yes we would like to stop gays from being killed and children from being married to but we also want to respect like one of the fundamentals of liberalism is to defend individual liberty so this whole pleasure machine uh, evil plan of ours is part of your fiction it's not part of reality <laughs> like, we're saving the children from being raped Ah, evil liberals.
2: <laughs> or uh, domestic violence or rape. And they mandate this. Like, what would you say in, in response? And the government really kicks it up a notch because they're not only mandating it, they are smearing all people who refuse, like the anti uh, Soma crowd. Uh, they they uh, tarnish them as being pro rape and being pro killing of gays and being pro, you know, marrying 12 year olds and pro child rape. What would you say, like? To that government policy. Wow.
0: See, this is a completely made up world. Okay. So, the like, government is going to mandate this and we're going to be shaming everybody who doesn't go into this. Okay. Well, if we shame it, if we like, if we are like, look at these losers who are not coming to the metaverse. Okay. That's not a mandate. Okay. We're just like, laugh. Like, if we do that, like, one day in the future, we're just we're, like, we're pointing and laughing. You still get to not be in the metaverse. Okay. Like, if we, if I'm in the metaverse and you're not in the metaverse and I'm like looking, from my miniverse house at you in in this world and be like, losers. Well, that's not a mandate.
3: Doesn't that (laughs) remind you of kind of what you're doing in this debate? No, okay, so I'm gonna ramble for a second. Um, So what you're bringing up is a really well-known philosophical thought experiment. uh, It's called the experience machine. So the question is typically posed as, if somebody could put you in a machine and then you weren't aware that you were in a machine, but it gave you the perfect blissful reality, would you take it? Technically, if you're logically committed to being a consistent, person that's answering questions in a reasonable way, your answer should always be yes, because once you're in the machine, you're not gonna be aware that you're in the machine. Now people intuitively will reject that conclusion because they'll say, well hold on, I know that it's not real. But the reality is is that once you're in the machine, you won't know that it's real or not. And right now, you don't know if what you're experiencing is real or not. So for instance, if I were to offer you a pill and I would say, actually, you're already trapped in a liberal society, but I can give you a pill to enter a machine. And what that machine is gonna do is it's gonna wake you up. Now it's gonna be a society full of misery and war and post-apocalyptic robots running over killing everybody, but it will be the real world and you have a chance to build something new. Would you take that pill or not? The problem is you don't know if I'm about to insert you into another dream or if I'm about to wake you up from the experience you're already dreaming about. So there's a lot to think about in terms of this question. But it gets into some very heavy, like epistemic theories of truth. How do we figure out what is real or not? How do we figure out if our conscious experience is objective and grounded or subjective or not? Um, I, I yeah, understand your desire to, be... to. I understand your desire to use this question <laughs> to explore uh, liberal versus a uh, theological foundation of the world. But it's a very deep, heavy question. It's hard to just answer. Yes not or that no. deep. I it's, will say that if a say government that the government that
2: has, done, has done something, is, is the it, government right in sneering people? So the the problem,
0: a problem with this hypothetical is that if you lose control, if you lose control over your life then you are in no secure position to maintain that happiness forever. Do you know what I mean? Like, if this is why you need awareness of reality, you can't to secure your happiness. You know? So the problem is like, oh, if I put you into this machine and you're just blissful forever, right? You should want that. I would argue, I'm actually against this, you shouldn't want that. Because there's, there's no guarantees you have completely lost any say in what's going to happen to you. You're now stuck in this, like, why would I, let's say like I'm in this, you know, in this prison, right. And I'm just experiencing happiness. If somebody wants to give me the red pill or the blue pill, right. If I decide whether I want to, if I, if somebody tells me like, would you want to continue with this delusion of happiness or would you want to leave and realize that things are fucked um, and experience a lot of you know stress i would probably want to opt out and experience all the stress because because i don't know how to explain this because you have to think about the long term effect of things and the net effect of things right you are you are assuming that there're going to be a centralized authority that will always be working in your interest to maintain happiness for you for eternity, forever. And that's never going to be a guarantee. You do want to introduce some stress in your life to be able to control your life. You don't want to just complete... It's it's, it's very much like, imagine if there's a drug. So some people were highlighting and mentioned that heroin does not give you internal bliss. But imagine there's a drug, okay? Imagine there's a drug that if you take you will experience maximum bliss, but you will just be like not doing anything else. You will not be working. You will not be studying. You will not be like taking care of yourself. You'll not be exercising. But who cares about work, right? Who cares about studying? Who cares about exercising? If you could just take that pill and you're just experiencing maximum bliss. Well, how long is that going to last? If you're not maintaining the outside world, outside of your brain, if your body is now getting less and less healthy because you're not eating well and you're not exercising, if you're not working to be able to provide yourself for your future, or or if you're not studying, okay, and you're just like on the couch and you're just experiencing maximum bliss, yes, you're experiencing maximum bliss right now, but because you're not, you don't have control over the world outside of your body, eventually that will if, if everybody takes that bill, the entire society will co- collapse or or like some people will take over and that's not going to end well for everybody, right? So you're like, okay, maybe I t- let's say the pill has no adverse effects, like no serious um, impact on your health, okay? So we are like, okay, maybe I'll take this pill for just ch- having some fun, um, maybe two hours of day, I will just take this pill and have fun experiencing maximum bliss, right? But I'm not going to be on it forever because I need to step outside and I need to introduce stress and some unhappiness in my life because to be able to maintain some control over my body and my life and my environment to make sure that things are going to go the way I want, right? Because if I lose control at some point, even if it's good for some while, at some point anybody can take this away from me. So you would want that stress. You'd want to reduce that maximum pleasure for the sake of control. So this is what we want. We want control. So even if you have this m- pleasure machine, like just like this pill, like maybe like or the, or the metaverse, for example. And the metaverse, I say, it's maximum. It's like so fun, right? You don't want to be mad mandated to be in there and not be able to step out because if that happens, yes, you're experiencing maximum happiness, but you have lost control. And if you lose control at some point, that loss of control can be used against you and you will sacrifice the maximum happiness that you thought you have will be taken away from you because you have no control over that it's not being taken away from you. So that's why you would not say yeah. that's why we respect individual liberty, even if it comes at the expense of some happiness, because individual liberty gives you control. We want people to have control over their lives. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, um, though, so by my understanding of what she said, is that we value utility up until the point where utility comes back to bite us in our ass, basically. Uh, have you watched? No, the no, movie
0: no, 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 d- no, 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 yes, I have, but but no, you don't understand me, everything is utility, okay? Cont- but but just having you know, just being on this air er- or orga- endless orgasmic train that doesn't ever last without control that is not maximum utility we're saying like you have to see the utility in maintaining control that is also part of utility so that is like you know it's not like sacrificing utility for the sake of control there's utility in being able to maintain control over your life that's what i'm saying
1: Okay, so to be able to experience maximum utility, you need to have control over it. it you can't just be like into it with like you have no control.
0: Yes, and, that, and maintaining that control comes with uh, work and stress and reducing some of those other forms of pleasure, right? Uh, because if you give up, if you give up control over to be able to experience things, there's no guarantee that those experiences will be maintained because you ha- you're just assuming that these people are that have that you just basically surrendered all the control to will always have your best interest and will not use the control that they have for their own own interests. I mean, if you give if you give other people all the control, then if what they want comes at the expense of your happiness, then they will always go. With what, what's in their best interest, not what's in your best interest. That's why you should never surrender full control. And even if you give control yeah. to some people for main for moderating and maintaining a society, you want to make sure that they're on your leash, right? This is why we we decentralize power even in politics. This is why one of the great inventions of enlightenment thinkers was to cut the government in pieces and give only some of the power to each section so that the individual has some control over the government and could can't take the power back away from them if they're not serving them right it's always about decentralizing so see both the political inventions that we came up from the from the age of enlightenment which was like um which one was it but yeah so that we set, we segregated like the the government into i don't know executive branch and the judicial branch um and the legislative branch um, to make sure that not, no centralization of power is happening and that the people have the power and the people have their liberty. That has worked very well for us, right? That's why we have like ev- almost everywhere in the planet is now trying to abide by the model, right? Um, and also when it comes to economy, we also decided that we don't want to give the people that already have the political power, we don't want to give them all the economic power as well. That's why communism fails. You already have given these people a lot of political power. We want to make sure political economic power is separate from them because the people who have both the political power and the economic power, that's a huge centralization of power. You don't want to do that. Um, but also we don't agree with like capitalism. On, so capitalism separates that and also decentralizes uh, the uh, the economic power um, as much as possible, but unregulated capitalism also centralizes power too much into the hands of monopolies, right? So we want capitalism so that the government is separated from the economic power, but we want a regulated form of capitalism where there's no private institutions where they have too too much centralization of the economic power as well, right? So it's always in it's always in the best interest for us to decentralize power. This whole pleasure machine and giving some control over some people into forcing us into put being into these pleasure machines, that goes against everything liberal because that's the maximum centralization of power. Like nothing centralizes power more than this hypothetical that Daniel is coming up with.
3: Yeah,
2: all right.
3: People who refuse to take this uh option as pro rape. If, if the option had to do with enforcing or embracing a society where we respect the civil liberties and values of people that are different than us, I would say that a government can enforce that. But if you're talking about putting people to sleep in a matrix and then doing it that way, I say the government probably doesn't have a right to do that. That's Why? too much control of your life. Why? Because it's maximizing people's freedom. There's no more no, no, no. Police the government, doesn't, the government, there's no more racism, the there's no more homophobia. The government doesn't seek to maximize every individual's freedom. It seeks to protect Wait, the freedom so of you're other people. Are you pro homophobia then? I never said I was pro homophobia. Are you pro rape? Because government... this is a perfect solution.
0: Oh my god. This is a pre- Daniel is like you you're liberal. You are you should be so against homophobia. That if we could get forced... If, okay. So l- if we could force everybody into these pleasure machines, that will stop homophobia forever. Then if you're not saying yes to my pleasure machine, then means you're pro homophobia. Well, it's, it's you know what is you know what this is like, Vikram. It's almost saying like, okay, then uh, based on Daniel's argument for what, based on his, his understanding of liberalism, we should be in favor of nuking the entire fucking planet because we are so liberal. We're so anti-homophobia that if you just nuke the entire planet, that will end homophobia. So as a liberal, you should be pro-nuking the entire planet. And if you're not pro-nuking the entire planet, you are in favor of continuing homophobia. So you're pro-homophobia. That's his line of reasoning.
1: Yeah, I was thinking just the same thing. He was making the, you know, the team pool meme where he said that Thanos was a utilitarian. Like Timpo tried to tackle utilitarianism by pointing out that Thanos wasn't utilitarian. So I'm guessing you watched uh, Avengers. Yeah. So it's like if you're in his mind, it's like if you're a true utilitarian, you should want to like just murder most people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No. That's like yeah. So he's like. Is Daniel your yeah? If liberalism is what Daniel think it is, then okay, okay, I'm scared of liberalism. But again, that's why he has to do. He has to invent a monster that doesn't exist to pretend that liberalism is worse than it
2: is. It's like we can dissolve families, so there's no it more it uh, the parental abuse. The best solution. Yeah, to... if
0: you nuke the entire planet, the, the, there will be no divorce. So yay.
3: All crime is to nuke every single country on the planet because when no. Oh, human... this
0: is yeah. This is exactly what Destiny is saying here. Look, are you pro
3: rape?
2: Because this meant... is a perfect solution. This is a perfect solution.
3: Just like we can dissolve families, so there's no it more it uh, parental it abuse. The best solution to all crime is to nuke every single country on the planet because when no humans are left, no crime is left. That's no, no, that's absurd question. No, 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 that's that's an absurd question. So if you tell me if you've found a way to disable every human being, you can also get rid of crime. Sure, but there's going to be trade-offs there that we're not willing to accept. There's plenty of ways that we can ensure ourselves have 100% security, but we're not willing to trade off the freedom that we get for it. For instance, if I were to get script,
0: it's almost as if like Daniel is if I say like, "Oh, we need to reduce we need to reduce um, Car accidents, people dying from car accidents. Okay. That I am, let's say, like, I come out and, like, I am very, very committed to coming up with ideas and plans to um, reduce car accidents. Okay. That's what we're committed to in, in this organization. This is what we're, we're like a nonprofit organization that's focused entirely on re- reducing uh, car ac- death from car accidents. Okay. Um, and Daniel comes in, like, oh, so you're in favor of banning driving as a whole and taking everyone's cars uh like no i uh, like well technically that will end all car accidents wouldn't it so based on your mandate and based on your goals of or your organization Technically, this is what you should be in support of. And I'm going to go around and say that your organization is promoting the idea of banning driving for everybody. Like, well, no, wait, no, that's not what we're promoting. Like, nope, nope, nope. That's what your organization is for. Because I have come to this conclusion that the only way to to make drive, car accidents go to zero is the only the solution to that will be to ban all driving so that's what your organization represents like well i'm telling you that that's not what our organization represents we're like nope that's what i'm going to say your organization represents that's what daniel's way of thinking is
3: Search Every single time I entered every single building there would probably be no shootings inside buildings but That's not part of our freedom that we're willing to sacrifice in exchange for that level of safety or comfort much The same yes. if there are ways to get rid of homophobia and whatnot in society We would probably embrace those ways, but not to the point where we say everybody has to go to sleep in the matrix in order to prevent crime Why not? I want to this is one why, not? Oh, because because you like, said why
0: not because we because we because we don't want to re- reduce liberty to that extent Daniel, why don't you get it? It's like you, you he's like you liberals should want this. Well, we don't Daniel What the fuck like I tell he's like he's trying to make us believe Something about ourselves that is not true. It's like, no, you're liberals. This is what you should demand.
3: Earlier a liberal society is one that seeks to maximize your autonomy and freedom, and nothing is less autonomous and more restricting of freedom than the government forcing you in a machine We lack all autonomy.
0: No, you do. You exactly. Do. This contradicts what Daniel himself said. Daniel, at the same time, pretends that liberalism wants to maximize individual liberty to the point that there are not, there's no even laws, okay? So from... At the same time, he's like, "Oh, liberalism wants to mandate everybody to be hooked into li- to pleasure machines." Well, which is it, Daniel? Are we radicals in the f- for, in the sense that we want to maximize liberty to the point that is ridiculous, to the point that there's no limitations of anything? Are we radicals like that, or are we radicals in the form of like, no, we want to put everybody into pl- mandate, force everybody into pleasure machines? You can't have it both ways. You can't make both of those claims.
2: You can have whatever you want you in don't. this virtual reality, in virtual reality. Virtual reality is not reality. reality. That's why oh. it's virtual no, We're imagining
3: future technology. Imagination. I'm not... It's not the same as...
0: We're imagining, yeah, it's, it's all in your imagination, Daniel.
3: And nothing is less autonomous and more restricting of freedom than the government forcing you in a machine We you lack all autonomy. No, you do. You, you can have whatever you want you in don't. this virtual reality. Virtual reality virtual is not reality. reality. That's why it's virtual reality. No, we're imagining future technology. In imagination I'm not... It's not the same as
2: reality. We're imagining, in this thought experiment, you know what a thought experiment is, right? There's a future technology that will allow you to fully live out your fantasies. And you have to come up with this thought experiment.
0: Daniel, because this is not reality because liberalism is not as scary as you claim it is.
3: It will be a complete, like blissful state that you're existing. But in. You know before entering it that it's not real. The government can't force you to do that. It's the ultimate sacrifice. It sounds your like autonomy. you're fetishizing reality. Are you not fetishizing reality? <laughs> well, <a> Muslim... <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, I mean, I mean are we are in the side of reality. What the fuck is this?
2: Does care about reality, that's why a Muslim has a principled basis to say, no, this is a terrible thing to do, even though it maximizes freedom, it maximizes it equality, doesn't maximize freedom. even though it maximizes freedom and equality, it's still not good, why? Because there's no more marriage, there's no more belief in God, there's no more uh, family to actually experience, and community to actually experience, so a Muslim has a principle basis for saying no. A liberal doesn't, otherwise saying, well, reality is good, but that contradicts everything that you're saying before. You're like, yo, Muslims say reality is good, but liberals
0: don't think that reality is like, what are you talking about? Like, he has created this boogeyman in his head. Like, are we against reality? We are defending liberalism because we respect reality. This
2: freedom. It maximizes equality, it maximize even though it maximizes freedom and equality, it's still not good. Why? Because there's no more marriage. There's no more belief in God. There's no more uh, family. He
0: thinks like only Muslims have the luxury of thinking reality is good. We have to be in favor of, oh, he thinks we're so in favor of utility that even if we could sacrifice reality for the sake of utility, We will sacrifice reality, which is bullshit because the best guarantee of getting utility is to understand and know reality. That's the best guarantee of
2: increasing utility. We want the truth because it has utility. has the truth has utility. It's actually experience and community to actually experience. So a Muslim has a principle basis for saying no. A liberal doesn't. Otherwise, saying well, reality is good, but that contradicts everything that you're saying before. If I lock somebody in a
3: padded cell and I tell them they can do whatever,
0: he thinks like Muslims and religious religions have a principle ground into accepting reality, right? By based on principle, and because we have no principles. Um, we don't we we are we are we would probably be able to even sacrifice the truth, which is bullshit. Okay, the, the truth has There's very little things that have more utility than knowing what the truth is
3: Ever they want for the rest of their life in a padded cell. I wouldn't say that I've maximized their freedom That's not the same I say that I've maximized that I their freedom within the padded cell If you're talking about locking somebody up inside of a virtual reality machine and you're saying well look you've got maximum freedom You have maximum freedom insofar as you're restricted to that virtual reality machine. It's not the same so thing So what is what is the benefit of freedom?
0: So I think Destiny doesn't understand what he's saying, okay? Destiny doesn't understand what Daniel is saying because Destiny is like, this is bad because it reduces the freedom. But Daniel is like, you guys are utilitarians. Fuck, you know, you shouldn't care about maximizing freedom. You should only care about maximizing utility. But he doesn't understand that, yeah, as utilitarian. But anyway, utilitarians and liberals are not the same thing. He's Daniel wants to make it seem like they're the same people. Not all liberals are util- utilitarians, and not all utilitarians are liberal. But he wants to make it seem like they're the same. But we are, We. I mean, I am both a utilitarian and a liberal, and I don't think there is a contradiction there. And I would say that I defend liberalism because it produces the maximum liberty. So he's like, oh, you shouldn't want freedom because... Uh, yeah, no, freedom brings the maximum... Yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, no, I was going
1: mean, to say that. Uh, for example, Vash is a utilitarian. I think he's a. I think he's an act utilitarian. Or he might have become a role by now, but he's one of the two. But yeah, yeah, there are plenty of ways of not being a liberal, but still being a utilitarian.
0: I mean, Vash is a libertarian. He's, uh, he calls himself... Um... Uh, libertarian socialist so he is a liberal he just doesn't call himself a liberal because that word is very uh very hated on i mean technically he uh, he, based on what he defends he's a liberal as well but the word liberal has been uh, means among those circles the word liberal means um something else we're using it differently than them but
1: LeVosch kind of, went on, a, like he's been unfollowing every liberal he knows, and he's been trying to distance himself from like more moderate left wing sources right
0: now. Okay, no, so you're talking about American politics, okay? When we say liberal, when right now, when we say liberal, we're talking about, you know, people, you know, we're talking about an ideology, right? But in, in the context of United States politics, when you use liberal, you're talking about a political group that are leftists consider mm, to the right of of themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like it's more of a category of a group of people rather than a philosophical ideology. So within the kind like, this is not like, not not, the entire planet is not America. So when we say, when Americans say liberal, they're talking about people on the left who are not leftists, (laughs) who are not. So they're talking about people on the left who are not communists or socialists like people on the left who are capitalists right that's what they're taught when that's that's the category of liberals uh that's what within the context of american politics that's what they mean by liberals okay but when we are saying liberals we're talking about a philosophical we're talking about an ideological um framework you know we're talking you know which which is rooted in the age of enlightenment and from enlightenment thinkers, right? This is so we have to be clear about what you're talking about, right? So, this is why, even though some leftists who are liberals, technically they're liber- this is why some people call it cla- come up with the term classical liberal instead of liberal, and that would have been great on, on the to call it cla- maybe like okay, we're like we're liberal in the classical sense, however, that t- that word has now become so cringe. Ever since Dave Rubin, like there were some good phrases that were very um, helpful to make to tell people what we mean. One of them was like, I don't know, the marketplace of ideas used to be such a great concept to introduce people into what we're doing, and David Dave Rubin like made that cringe. And also telling people, okay, we're liberal, like oh, you mean these people like no liberal in the classical sense. But now the term classical liberal has also been tainted because of Dave Rubin. So we don't get to say that anymore. We have to come up with something new. <laughs> yeah, like, um, <laughs> Suzanne is like fucking Rubin. Yeah, it's cringe. It's cringe because now these terms are now associated with, like, right-leaning people.
1: She had the thing about... Um... I think he said like classical liberal, liberal thinkers sent his brain in recovery mode with such high level ideas.
0: No, what is that? I haven't seen that.
1: Uh, do you remember he had a quote, but he went really viral with where he said oh, that no, Jordan that's... Peterson and like that, and like they sent his brain in recovery mode with many high level ideas. Oh
0: my God. It's, it's so
1: cringe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I didn't see that. I didn't I see him. that. has we been well so
1: since I've heard of him.
0: No, yeah, better. I I don't miss him at all.
3: The right to determine our own destiny to make. i talking Dave Rubin said that. He, he, Dave Rubin said
0: that on Twitter? Okay, okay.
3: Our own decisions about what we want to pursue in life, and we shouldn't have external forces that are pushing us towards something that we might not otherwise choose to do on our own. But what is good about that? Well, that's gets into a deep question of what, what do we consider goodness? Yeah, what is goodness? I am asking you that. So on a meta-ethical level, I think a lot of secular thinkers would say that goodness is the stuff that elevates man's experience and decreases man's suffering. What does it mean to elevate? Because it sounds like you're using As very metaphysical there are language. As in, are some things that seem to appeal to our human nature. So, for instance, being free of disease, having good food to eat, having friendships and relationships with people. That these are things that tend to elevate the human experience. They interact with our form in such a way. They make us feel happier.
2: Okay. So if you care about happiness and you, ca- and you care about human nature, oh there is God. an objective answer to what makes people happier and what actually makes them feel good. Um, and, again, these are things like belief in God. Okay, religious people are often uh, shown in studies to have been
0: much. See again, like you could. He, Daniel doesn't understand how utilitarian calculations would work, right? There are short term things that could make you happy, but if it's, but in a on a long term, on a societal, you know, if you zoom out and look at everything, everything, then it will not have. I mean, technically, you could like believing. He's like, oh, believing God could make some people happy. Yeah, I mean ju- having a giant cake for breakfast every day also could make you happy, okay? But is it does that, we do we consider that maximizing utility? No, because you know, it over the long term this is horrible, okay? So, yeah, you could lie to people about things and it could make them happy um, in a limited sense, but overall the adverse effects of having a wrong understanding of how the, the world works and having your beliefs so being so divorced from reality the net effect of that is going to be you know from a utilitarian perspective is going to be negative so daniel doesn't daniel thinks like oh if i zoom in here and measure the utility of this thing here and i see that if we do this thing it increases then he thinks based on a utilitarian calculation because based on this very narrow scope this utility increases then we should be able to to mandate this to everybody right and make it widespread i'm like no it doesn't work just like just because like i could like look at one person on in five minutes and show that their utility is increasing because they're eating a giant cake that doesn't all of a sudden mean that utilitarian calculation like maybe we should force everybody to eat cakes all the time every day or every second based on the way he thinks utilitarian works right that's not how utilitarian works
2: happier, and this is especially the case when you look at Muslim societies, people in marriages, people who feel like they belong to a community, like this is my community, uh, whether it's an ethnic community or a religious community or whatever, Uh, people who have a loving marriage, that they feel confident that they can be happy in their marriage for an extended period of time, have children, be surrounded by loved ones, be surrounded by an extended family. These are all things that objectively make people happy. So we can ask an objective question. What system of life is actually going to be more conducive to these kinds of institutions? When we look at the statistics...
0: By the way, he doesn't understand that Daniel doesn't understand that he also makes a utility is also making a utilitarian calculation for everything the only difference is that their utilitarian calculations involves the existence of an afterlife so it's just that the the prince the, the 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 understanding of what the goal is is always the same it's just that our calculations are different
2: in western liberal societies all of these things are being eroded belief in god that's very clear with secularization read ronald engelhardt
3: look at world value survey so everything that you've mentioned, marriage, community, relationships, all, family, all of these things can and have existed in liberal societies. Whether or not we're having issues related to them right now could be as much the fault of liberalism as it could be of technological advancements, or of industrialization, or of our siphoning off into cities and rural communities. There are plenty of reasons why we might be experiencing issues today. I don't think we can say that all of it is just because of liberalism. Nothing that you've given me is fundamentally incompatible with liberalism, and all of these things have existed in liberal societies since liberal societies have existed. Well, again, I'm talking about directionality. What is the direction? What are the trends in liberalism?
0: He's not listening. Daniel. You're you're, Daniel is like... I'm not Saying liberalism, they, so Daniel thinks that he 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 get Destiny doesn't understand that Daniel is saying yes, there are marriages, for example, there is family in liberal society, but the direction is that liberal society is moving people away from all of these things. Okay, but you weren't listening, Daniel, because Destiny also addresses that the directionality of it could be because of other things, including technological advancements and changing of economic structures that you would. I would bet you everything that even if Islam was like pro-science, which it isn't, but like you had like a completely Sharia-based society uh, that was like going through the same economic development and through the same scientific advancement, you would see a lot of these structural changes happening in society, even under an Islamic society. If if the nature of how economy works, if the nature of how technology works, if the nature of how like our structural norms would have no chance. All this, like, how could it, what do you think, how do you think the structural norms for 1,400 years is going to be the same, even though the way we work, the way we communicate, the way we operate, the way we travel, the way we make money, the, the amount of access to information, the amount of access to health, the amount of access to food and clean water, all of this is changing the amount of mobility that we have, all of this is going to, you think it's going to change, like imagine an Islamic world that goes through an industrial revolution. You think they will not have any societal tr- structural changes? You think it's only because of liberalism? It, they will all change. They will have no choice to change. And everybody who tries to preserve that, this is why conservatism is like insane because you are trying to conserve things that are not going to work based on these entire new ways of living. It's not going to work. You have to adapt or just be crushed by the changes that are happening.
2: Liberal societies globally. This is why Islam will be crushed. This globally, even even Muslim societies, again, they're ruled by liberal elites, and they are liberalizing too. Unfortunately, so you can see increasing secularization, loss of marriage, family, community, technological advancement. You're saying that this could be a cause of these issues. There is a lot of research that speaks against that. Uh, And look at China. Here's
0: what here's what Daniel keeps doing. There's like he keeps saying there's a lot of like, I you know, I could. he just says like he memorizes some names and some studies, okay and he every time he wants to make a claim, he knows that his opponent can just doesn't have just access to just fact check what he's saying, right? But it makes him seem like he has a lot more authority and it, uh, he knows what he's talking about and he makes what he's saying is a lot more believable. every time saying like there's a lot more there's a lot of research that backs up what I'm saying. What research where? Every time he cited the re- every single time he cited a research and we went and looked what the research actually said, it, it either didn't say what he said or it said the opposite of what Daniel said. So don't let him give make you feel like he's saying something true every time he says like there's a lot of research that says otherwise. Bull fucking shit, Daniel. Bullshit. Like you have no credibility on this
2: for example china has been experiencing this kind of economic growth but they are going the opposite direction of liberal states they're actually becoming more nationalistic they're becoming they're they're cracking down on feminists and they're okay
0: yeah so first of all (laughs) china is also going through a lot of societal structural changes so that's not a good example okay the 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 thing is that the first of all the government mandating trying to come up with these mandates of how to people living their lives is because people want to go through, through these societal changes. And the government is desperately trying to hold them back and make them conform to their way of life. So actually China is a great example of how everybody is the desire and the direction of the, the people is to become, to move away from previous structures, right? And, and also the government itself in China, when the CCP, the models that they're introducing is not necessarily preserving things that were there before. They're, they're they're sometimes preserving things that are there before. Like now, for all of a sudden, they decided that all you know, the communists China had decided that Confucianism is bad. Now, all of a sudden, the CCP is deciding that you know, during Mao they were against that, but now uh, they're deciding like, okay, maybe we want to lean into it, right? Uh, they were deciding that okay, everybody should have one child. Uh, we're gonna enforce that, and now they're like deciding like, okay, we everybody should have more child, and we're gonna force that, right? So this is such a bad example because. Um, you show how a centralized decision-making process of trying to preserve structural uh, a, a, a structural norm that decentralized authority has decided deemed best for society, even though the society itself is trying to mature out of that and live based on the new reality on the ground, China is one of the best cases to show how it fails. Every single time that the centralized authority decided that, no, we know best, it backfired on them completely. And they themselves had to backtrack that. They themselves were like, okay, no, we, were, we're, we fucked up. Like, this is, China is a great example to show how decentralized decision-making processes results in like, millions of people dying from starvation. This is not an example that you want to go to, uh, Daniel. This is actually proves our case
2: trying to uh, strengthen marriages and making it more difficult for people to get out of their marriages they're becoming less individualistic so I don't agree that it's inevitable with economic So advantage. like
0: he like oh studies show yeah you're using China as an g- example China proves our case you idiot every by the way China also proves our case because if you note uh, know what hasn't what has didn't work in China every time the centralized authority decided to force something on people, it was very bad for the Chinese people okay? But every time something worked in China, for example, their economy just growing exponentially fast, it was at the result of the government letting loose and t- loosening its grip, right? I mean, like, look at, like, what, was, what, what were the successes in China? The successes in China was when the government was like, okay, we're going we're to let the economy, let, the, for, let, for, let foreign investment come in and let private businesses do their thing, okay, to some extent. That was like, oh, my God, the economy just like became 10 times bigger than it used to be. When you let off control, that's what happens, okay? But then when Mao decides, it's like, oh, these birds be bad. Kill these birds. And then all of a sudden, you know, I decide that this this is like, I'm going to decide for the people. We're going to force people to kill this bird that seems to be eating the crops. Well, apparently these birds were eating the bugs that were eating the crops. And now we have famine and now 10 million people die. Okay, like, oh, when the centralized authority decides, like, everybody should just have one child and no more child. And now we're like, oh, my God, we fucked up China's demographics. And now we need to undo that. Every time that the centralized authority makes a decision that I know best than the people, they're like, they end up being wrong
2: advancement that you will find uh, liberalization, or or
3: you you will find the disillusion of these kinds of relationships. So we talk about the direction that society is moving, and I think in moving away from religion, I think that some parts of that direction have been positive. So for instance, different types of people are able to live better in society today than they could when we were more uh, strict in our adherence to religious beliefs. So for instance, LGBTQ people. I also think that women have enjoyed a great amount of the expansion of their freedoms in society today versus when we had a more religious society. You keep pointing to the fact that directionally, we seem to be moving more liberal, and you're pointing out that even in Muslim majority areas, that seems to be the case. If that is the case, isn't that a stronger argument that humans have a tendency for more autonomy, for more freedom? Live more liberal lives when you see every single country in the world that trends more and more in this direction and even islamic communities aren't able to resist that push
2: no it's because of a dominant liberal order as i mentioned the example of brunei as i mentioned the colonial
0: bullshit bullshit it's not j- people want that people want that in islamic countries okay like people the direction is away from your fucking religion not because of the forced liberal order okay by the way That is that does have an that is okay. First of all, when you say it's forced, it means like we don't want to play. We don't want to play with you if you're fucked, if your society is like stuck in the dark ages. okay. if you're like, oh, I'm being forced to be more liberal. Like, no, you get to be backwards. We just don't want to deal with you. They, They think like there's this liberal order that is oppressing, that is forcing everybody to be liberal. But you're not owed trade with other countries, right? Like if I, if Vikram says like, hey, Armin, I'm not going to be your friend because I heard you're a wife beater. I like, oh, Vikram is forcing me not to beat my wife. Vikram is being like so demanding. This is like tyranny of Vikram. I'm like, okay, first of all, somebody should force you not to beat your wife, but it's, it's not Vikram. Vikram is just deciding that he doesn't want to be your friend. He doesn't want to hang out with you. He doesn't want to do business with you. That's not forcing you he doesn't own you owe you his business so when they say like oh there's this liberal order that's forcing these countries to be more liberal like these liberal countries are deciding that they don't want to do trade with you okay so that is not forcing you if they have to if they have to trade with you even if you're a shitty country, then you're forcing them to do economic trades with a country that they don't want you you're doing the forcing. They have every right not, not to trade with countries that they don't want to.
2: You system that has left scars, deep scars on the entire Muslim world and constant economic pressure from the from the U.S., from the EU to maintain a liberal order and look at the foreign policy from the State Department. There is a major cultural engineering mandate to make sure that the entire world accepts LGBT, accepts women's rights, accepts all of these liberal values. They're imposing How? it on the entire globe. How That's- are they imposing? How are they imposing? why there's a trend it's not because people naturally want liberalism it's because because it's not uh, biological people think like if you sanction a country that means you're forcing them to do something
0: if you f- sanction a country if you, when, you do sorry. yeah
1: go oh uh, when he mentioned earlier about how like he just asked right like how is how is the lgbt community or whatever like preventing them from like their freedom he used the example of brunei because i think uh, uh, the world like, has been putting in sanctions on Brunei because of their entire LGBT stuff. And I, I remember yeah. he brought up that basically it's like the world is forcing them to engage in sexual depravity. In, in yeah, this exactly. way, not
0: that, mine. that is exactly, that is his main example. Brunei wanted to stone people to death. Okay, for LGBT and adultery and stuff and stuff like that, and the world sanctioned Brunei, and they for I think they forced them out of doing that, right? And they're like, look, Brunei wants to have Islamic order, Islamic laws, and they're being forced out of it. This is oppression. I love that that's his example because he, he literally is defending stoning people to death when he brings up that example, right? But again, even though like Brunei sh- should be forced not to do that, okay, because Brunei doesn't own its people just because you're a government that doesn't mean like this, these are human beings and as fellow human beings we have every right to defend them from a tyrannical government okay it's not like oh we like these are oh you don't get to tell us not what to do to our people like yeah those are not you don't th- that's not your property these people are not your property as fellow human beings it, we have every right to come and t- to tell you to fuck off right um but even though we have that right um technically sanctions are not forcing because sanctions means like if you think like a country putting other countries putting sanctions on you are, are forcing you to do something that means that you think you're entitled to other countries trading with you as if that is your inherent right and every country should be forced to be trading with you even whatever whatever you whatever you do right but that would be you forcing them to trade with you no matter what you do. Technically, every country has every right to decide who they want to trade with.
2: They're not uh, uh, aligned with that. They have oh, to fool.
0: some counter, Some people might say, like, well, the way it works is that United States has secondary sanctions, right? So United States has such a power in the world that they get to decide not only who they trade with, but they force other countries not to trade with the countries that they don't like either, okay? But that's only because... United States has created a system that everybody is benefiting from, and the United States is saying, "Well, I this you know this system that I've created that you're benefiting from. If you want to be part of this club, then you abide by these rules. Again, you could you are in, you are completely free to opt out, right? Just like North Korea has, just like uh, the Islamic Republic of Iran has." Um, and just like some other countries seem to be eager to do so, like, like, I don't know, like Russia is like, like Putin is like being threatened to be kicked out of the SWIFT. Right. Um, but you are, you you know, if you push yourself out of that system, it's again, they're not forcing you to be in the system. If you, they're like, hey, we have made this order. If you want to benefit from it, these are our expectations. You want to be in or do you want to be out? If you're out again? They're not imposing on anything on you. You kick yourself out. It's like, you know, it's like I'm it's as if I, I make a party. I'm like, anybody who wants who wants to come to this party has to bring food or drinks. That's the only condition. Okay. You want to bring we well, am I'm, I'm gonna have the best party. The best party. It's an amazing party. This one condition. You bring something with you: food, drinks, anything. Okay, that's the condition. And you're like Armin is forcing us to feed his party, like, is forcing us to come to, to feed his guests. Like, you don't have to come. Okay. You don't have to be part of his party. If you don't want to bring food, I'm just saying, like, I created this party. That's the condition. You, like, I'm not forcing, like, I'm not, you're not entitled to be part of his party. Jeez.
2: So easy. By this global order and women by the way are not happier now than they were 50 years ago
3: You know we can look at the studies on on that too Why did the liberal order become dominant socially speaking if evolutionarily or biologically we're all happier in some more religious order it
2: was imposed It was imposed by
3: force by the colonial powers The colonial powers the liberal powers the
2: you know the superpowers Yeah, yeah, these liberal (laughs)
3: powers that rule through democratic institutions like how how? Why were they all liberal? Why didn't they choose to stay happier and healthier and more biologically satisfied as religious califites or something? Why did they move towards a more secularized uh, form of society?
2: Well, this gets into the Reformation and modernization and the French Revolution and why did John Stuart Mill and um, Alexis de Tocqueville and Jeremy Bentham and Henry Maine all of these liberal thinkers, their philosophy is based on materialism. and are... He's asking
0: you, why do you think they chose, like, he's like, oh, these philosophers introduced that. Like, you don't understand, you're not engaging with the question, Daniel. The question is like okay these philosophers introduced it why did it become so popular why is are, why do you think people are so eager to live by this by these standards it's like oh well these people came and they they introduced this to people okay and why did people buy into it
2: ...rejection of religious morality they ask why do we have uh, we reject god because look at how much suffering Christianity has brought through You're the not reformation Wars, the and so, question. Forth. so we want a better does, standard. does
0: he not understand the question is like i thought daniel was smart
2: for determining how to live our lives. We, we don't look to scripture, obviously. We have to look to rationality and we have to look to science. Oh my God. And when we look to science, all that exists is the human body. The human body experiences pleasure and it experience pain. So goodness means to maximize pleasure and to reduce he pain. He doesn't understand the utilitarians, question. Which were also the, the liberals. Um, and the entire moral and political philosophy is on this utilitarian basis of maximizing human pleasure, like bodily pleasure. And it is on the basis of that philosophy of rejecting uh, religion and accepting this kind of utilita- liberal utilitarianism as a higher form of morality that is not connected to religious barbarism and religion holds you back with its traditions and its requirements. It reduces your freedom and equality. Now we have a better system. He's on a fucking rant. You're not answering the goddamn question. You're giving us a history lesson. And it was on the basis of this kind of superiority complex, the self-perceived superiority of the European empire that this was forced on the rest of the world. So For, like he,
0: he keeps asking you how it was forced. And then look, he, his answer was like, this is how this was introduced. And based on this, it was forced. The question is, how is it
3: forced? don't make laws. Philosophers don't construct countries. Oftentimes, philosophers are locked in academic institutions, writing papers at each other, arguing over esoteric points related to uh, meta-epistemology or other obscure philosophical topics. They can write books trying to describe things of their own
0: I mean, technically, OK, so Daniel thinks like, OK, technically, some of these philosophers were lawyers, but they weren't part of the enforcement mechanism, OK? They, they, when they were introducing these standards, here's, how, here's the proof of they were not part of the enforcement mechanism, OK? They died before any of this happened. And even in the French Revolution, when some of these people had these ideas, they were beheaded, okay? So these were, it's not like, oh, these philosophers came with the, these with the ideas and they forced it upon the people, okay? They died before them, them seeing the, these ideas become like part of the laws everywhere. And most of them died. And the ones that lived enough to see a revolution happening because of it, they were like, they were the, the first victims of this, of this revolution, right? So they were, the only reason why these ideas eventually took off was because people opt into it. People willingly opt into it. For a couple of hundred years, it kept on growing and growing and growing. And then in response to World War II, then it became really, really aggressively approached because people were like, we don't want that shit to happen again. You know what I mean? Like, so we saw from between the 1800s to the 1900s, these ideas were growing because everywhere people accepted them, it just... it was incredible progress and prosperity for everybody. Everything was getting better every every place and they accepted it. But it was still mostly focused on Western Europe and North America. It became so globally widespread in response to World War II. But yeah, go on.
1: Um, with what Destiny said, I, don't think, I think he's correct if you were to say that modern philosophers don't really matter anymore because... They argue such niche topics that no one cares about. But if you, as you mentioned, right, if you go back throughout history, that was not the case. And um, wasn't there that guy who completely like messed up the Middle East? I think Al Ghazali, like that one guy alone just like ruined everything, right?
0: Well, I mean, he's a, I mean, there are other people who are responsible for that as well, right? But he's the main figurehead of basically stopping the age of, you know, the, what was supposed to be the age of enlightenment of the Middle East? He is the figurehead of like undoing all of that. So yeah, thoughts. But the
1: idea that the so average yeah, person thats why I, I said that uh, Destiny got that wrong. Just because in the past, at least, philosophers were influential. It's just nowadays, like philosophers are just some of the most boring people on earth.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think that's what Destiny is saying. I'm Destiny is suggesting that these philosophers didn't force this out upon people. They came up with these ideas, okay? And then the ideas, people opt, people just accepted it. People just, like, he's saying people willingly decided that this is the way to go, okay? He's not saying they were are influential. He, he's not saying, he's not saying, like, this, basically, the, the picture Daniel is painting for us is that there were some, a few group of men that decided that this is the way to go, and we're going to make everybody accept this. Like, we're going to force this upon everybody, OK? And he has one quote by John Stuart Mill, who seems to be suggesting that maybe supporting despots would be a good idea. And he just hangs on to that one quote to show that these group of Enlightenment thinkers, they were these unnatural way of life that is not good for a society. They are—they invented it and they force this upon everybody else. So, but Destiny's argument is like, how was this forced? These people suggested these ideas. Other people accepted it like willingly because the more people like accepted these standards, the more everything seemed to be working. Everything seems to be—they became popular because of their utility. This was not forced up upon everybody. These people did not introduce these like they, they did not put these laws into place themselves in fact they died before the thing had happened and some of them were executed they were not the same people who eventually made turn these into laws right but i think daniel is going to get hung up over the fact that some of them were lawyers okay but yeah well some of them were lawyers they weren't in the position of a, you know of forcing this upon anybody they were just like hey this seems to be like a better idea of doing things and other people just accepted it so i think what basically destiny is not saying they were unpopular or popular because they were popular. Walter was very popular at this time. What, what he's suggesting is that there, were, there was a demand for this. This was not forced.
3: In order to figure out how they wanna live their life is just not true. So to ask my question again, without talking about philosopher, why did the societies themselves liberalize? Why did the societies themselves reject religion in favor of more secular living? Why did all of these societies in these dominant liberal or dominant Western countries move towards liberalization if religious thought and religious institutions and religious organization was better for them?
2: Yeah, so you're, you're projecting a kind of modern notion of philosopher. Um, the liberal thinkers were actually government officials. Um, John Stuart Mill was a colonial administrator of the British colonial empire in the subcontinent. See, he's
0: missing a point. He didn't say they're not lawyers. He said they're are they lawmakers. Like He was like, these ideas, like, for example, John, like who, which, who did he? Electors.
2: Um, John Stuart Mill was a colonial. John
0: Stuart Mill, okay. John Stuart Mill, none of his utilitarian ideas he lived to see become part of any a government standard or anything. He was just Fred like he wasn't like the go- yeah like he was a lawyer. He was part of the legal system, but it wasn't like oh here's my utilitarianism book and you know the government was like oh John Stuart Mill is apparently the you know next to the king himself. So hey, this is now the every the way of life. No, he was that was like separate from his. He was just writing a book and, like I think this is how we should do, you know ethics. Okay, he didn't turn those into yes. like. He no there was no, there was no at that time people weren't like, okay, I guess this is how we're doing ethics because John Stuart Mill says so, and now it's forced upon us. Like that's not how it works. Okay, go on.
1: No, I was gonna say Daniel better not blaspheme upon uh John Stuart Mill, peace be, be upon him. Otherwise, you yeah. know, <laughs> otherwise he's <Yeah. just, laughs> bound to eternal damnation, you know. Uh we don't I... allow the blasphemy here.
0: How many liberals even know John Stuart Mill? Do you know what I mean? Like, how many liberals who defend liberalism even even mention like, like this? They have even the ones who do. How many times? How many times have you heard a liberal is like, "Well, we this is like we can't disagree with this because John Stuart Mill says so, right?" Like, you know, this is such a this is such a religious way of they have this religious mind of looking at how, you know, they have Muhammad and Muhammad and, you know, this is quran this is Quran and this that's the source of everything. And we can't question it. And they think like, OK, well, apparently liberalism came from originally started from these Enlightenment thinkers. So everything they send must be gospel. They think it must be gospel to us. And we can't question it. And that means that they the same people who suggested they started suggesting these ideas, are based on their limited way of understanding of because of their way of their religions work. They think they, they were also the enforcers of it. They were advertising it, and you are completely free to not accept it. They became popular because they worked.
2: No administrator of the British colonial empire in the subcontinent, Alexis de Tocqueville was a government official, and he was one of these primary liberal uh, thinkers. Same with Jeremy Bentham. He had a very... yeah, like
0: here, secular rarity saying we don't have prophets and holy men. Mill and Bentham clearly helped found utilitarianism but we have moved on since then Uh, like like a fucking lot, Daniel. Yeah, actually, like the way we talk about utilitarianism now is like a lot more advanced than John Stuart Mill ever suggested it. Like also Bentham's, um, even John Stuart Mill utilitarianism was an improvement to what Bentham was suggesting, right?
2: High position in the British government. Like you
0: could already see, even based on that time, you could already see that them rejecting each other you moved from Bentham to even to the same, in the same time you went from Bentham to John Stuart Mill and utilitarianism, even during that small amount of time, changed, right? So it's not like these ideas are gospel.
2: Um, John Mill, John Stuart Mill's father, also was very high in the British government. So these they were philosophers and they were government officials. And the French Revolution, like the, the whole ideals of the revolution um, are liberal and that's what got established in the new French Republic. Why were there not... He
0: keeps not... You're not answering the fucking question, Daniel. How was it forced? Like, oh, these people suggested it and it got established into the uh, Republic. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Like, how was it forced? The, the revolution that was the French Revolution, first of all, was started with the ideas of enlightenment, but it didn't end like that, okay? I mean, they were chopping off everyone's heads, who'd like randomly chopping off everyone's heads who disagreed with them. I'm pretty sure that's not based on Enlightenment values. And eventually it led to a dictator bigger than the, the, the king that came before it. Like
2: eventually it led to the Napoleon. So I don't know, like, oh, like, look at this. Look at what you saying. So these, they were philosophers and they were government officials. And the French Revolution, like the, the whole ideals of the revolution um, are liberal. And that's... Well, the ideas of the revolution led to Napoleon. It
0: led to another, t- led to another dictator, led to another king, led to a more centralized power. So centralized that, like, I'm not even going to recognize anyone's authority to crown me. I'm gonna, I have so much authority that I am going to be king based on the authority of myself. That's how much of a fucking king I am. I will crown, I will put the crown on my own fucking head. That's how much centralized authority the French Revolution led into. So the idea again, this proves that this was not forced because what eventually was forced upon people was not the ideas of the enlightenment. The ideas of enlightenment came in and became the law of the land a lot later, after the French Revolution, based on people's own demands of how things they wanted things to be.
3: That's what got established in the new French Republic. Why were there not revolutions by the people of the time against this order being imposed on them, though, especially in a time period where so many people are going to war with each other and fighting each other? I'm just trying to understand how if you're telling me that a religious society is so much superior in so many other ways, so I'm trying to figure out if that is the case, how did these liberal societies become so large? And you can't just say, well, they were imposed by other countries because they must have been the first liberal countries. So how did these countries grow so much become so liberal if it made all of the people so miserable? Unless you're just telling me that government no, no. officials for some reason decided to impose unhappiness and misery on their population for reasons.
2: That's a great question. Let me clarify. Um, so it's not that the liberal order makes people automatically miserable. Actually, liberalism in that time, in in that context, led to economic growth and technological power. So it nice. actually brought a lot of benefits to those European yes. societies, and that allowed them to kind of dominate the rest of the world, which kind of snowballed into the situation of extreme inequality that we have today. So my argument is not that liberalism increases because we're better than you. This misery in and of itself. My argument is that it um, erodes these important relationships that are so critical to human happiness. Not in a utilitarian sense of happiness in terms of pleasure, but in a higher sense of human purpose, happiness, and what we are as human beings in the they, they, they're so stupid
0: utilitarianism includes all forms of happiness like oh this higher form of happiness like utilitarianism talks about higher forms of happiness it, from very early on and like okay there's like it there seems to be like lower forms of happiness and higher forms of happiness and like oh you utilitarian is like it's not in a utilitarian sense when you only talk about pleasure Like, they think, like, our idea of happiness is just, like, maximum orgasms and, like, I don't know, fucking eating all the time and playing video games and doing nothing else, right? Like, I mean, orgies are fun all the time, you know? Orgies and sex and everything is fun, but we do have other forms of happiness. We do, like, they think, like, they have, they think, like, religious people have, like, they respect other higher forms of happiness, and utilitarianism all all just want to fuck each other, and that's all they want from happiness, okay? I mean, we do want to fuck each other, but, like, there are other things as well, but like this world yeah.
2: that's in today. So my argument is not that liberalism increases misery in and of itself. My argument is that it um, erodes these important relationships that are so critical to human- important relationships that are so critical.
0: Utilitarianism accounts for that utilitarianism values, love, kindness, community, personal relationships, you know, being able to be a contributing member of society, feeling loved, feeling, be- being able to love others. Feeling significant, feeling that other people care for you, caring for other people. We do value these are part of a utilitarian calculation. It's not just about short term pleasure. Okay. In fact, from the very early on, like from the first fucking books that were write, written about utility, this is not even something that was adjusted later. Different le- higher levels of happiness and lower levels of happiness was something that was already discussed in the first, in the origins of utilitarianism.
2: Human happiness, not in a utilitarian sense of happiness in terms of. Guys,
0: please keep it English in the live chat. English only in the live chat. Thank you
2: but in a higher sense of human purpose happiness and what we are as human beings in this world as creation of God or evolved from monkeys if that's what you believe or apes uh, so that's that's the argument that I'm making yeah there's a lot of benefits but it's like offering a child candy like you can give the child candy and the child will experience a lot of pleasure this
0: is a your. This is Daniel thinks he's an expert on liberalism and utilitarianism and enlightenment thinking he doesn't have the most basic understandings of what he's talking about and he comes off and like oh I studied these philosophers like anybody that has studied anything about utilitarianism anything like he like oh john stuart mill or bentham and you have no idea you're clueless right you're like it's like giving a kid candy this is part of the main discussions that they were having about you know like in utilitarianism from the very get-go like if you had any information about what they were saying they were like talking about like short-term pleasures like it's not about even before john stuart mill like the prototypes of utilitarian arguments like if you go to uh, Epicureanism, right? Which is ancient philosophy, which is the closest thing back then that we have to the utilitarian today. People are like, oh, you guys were just, you guys are just short-term pleasure chasers. And they were like, no, we're not. We actually, there are better forms of happiness that we chase after more than just like eating food and having sex. Like they are, we see more values in the pleasures and long-term happiness, right? And we're not just invested only in short-term happiness, right? They, they consider it higher forms of happiness, okay? I don't want to dismiss pleasure from sex, by the way. Okay, I'm not doing that. But I'm just saying that it's not, it's not like just giving people candy and then sacrificing greater forms of happiness. Even the people in ancient history that were discussing utilitarian arguments, they were way above this basic understanding of what utilitarianism is supposed to be about
2: eating that candy, but if that's all he eats, he's going to die. He needs some of the things that are bitter, some of the fruits, some of the vegetables, some of the meats. Uh, and that's what you know. a lot of traditions of the world offer. Islam offers it in the best, most complete way. But that's what's going to be the best thing for humanity, not this candy that liberalism offers.
4: And with that, I want to thank both of
0: our interlocutors, Sam...
2: Oh my god, I didn't know that he censors
0: this person. Like I saw this video on the modern-day debate. I didn't know he pixelates. Candy
2: that liberalism offers.
0: With that, I want to thank both. Of- I didn't know he pixelates the woman on his channel. Did you know this? I didn't know because, wait, isn't she isn't she trans woman? Yeah,
1: she's I was gonna say woman. I was gonna say that.
0: So based on Daniel's understanding of world, he shouldn't be needing to pixelate her. So why is he pixelating her? Daniel, what wait, Daniel? Are you acknowledging that she's a woman by pixelating her? You're going to lose a lot of your support. Like, hey, so Daniel is saying that Daniel is acknowledging that she's a woman. But that, that goes yeah, against Daniel's else. trans rights, yeah? Yeah, hey, Daniel, base Daniel. Daniel is pixelating her because she's a woman. I don't know if this is like anti-woman or like (laughs) pro-trans. I don't know if we should be like this is this is stupid because she's pixelating a woman, or be like, hey (laughs) Daniel, yeah, (laughs) imagine being pro-trans by pixelating a trans woman. (laughs) 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 Like, yay! I'm pixelated. That means I'm a woman. That's great. Good job, (laughs) Daniel.
4: Into the Q and A. So, if you have a question for one or either of our interlocutors, I'm going to ask you to please form a single file line now in the center. And all I ask is that a question ends with a question mark. Okay.
2: So, um, so, so you
3: you brought up a really great point. Um, so you okay. So you basically said that um, a lot of people, like a lot of people in the Islam community, tend to be happier than a lot of people in uh, liberal communities, right? And um, and that's not exactly what I said. Okay, well, can you... Because
2: Muslims are suffering because of this colonial system. Okay, I
0: don't want do to do the Q&A. I just want to do... Because we already went over time. I just want to do the only part of the debate uh, that I think Destiny did something wrong and it was part of the Q&A. Um, I don't know where which part of it was it. Hold on. Where are we? Because I think I was really triggered by Destiny doing them something that I really pisses me off practicing Islam is under different systems ideologies I take oh here I think it's this one
4: we're going to have a discussion on the uh, oppression of liberalism within the Islamic community why then is the Western community branded as Islamophobes when we wanted to discuss the Islamic oppression within our own communities that have happened centuries ago and continue to today within the ramifications of those cultures that did try to maintain their faith. If you look at the Pontus region of Anatolia, that is a region that was wiped out with the Pontian Greeks from 1914 to 1922. Hundreds of thousands were put on a death march. They were slaughtered, they lost their monasteries, they lost their communities, Mm. they lost their faith. These people have been pushed around the globe, Australia, in uh, Europe, in America. Yes, Pontian Greeks. We look at Hagia Sophia, Erdogan slapped the Orthodox community by changing it into a mosque again, fully fledged. It was no longer maintaining a balance between those two faiths with respect to one another who both find Hagia Sophia as a...
0: Okay, this woman is just uh, talking nonsense. She's talking about what Muslims did. Not, like, we're talking as what Islam is about.
4: A uh, religiously I mean, I mean, technically, she's
0: talking about something that Aratorik did, I think, that is, like, not even... Like, that guy was, like, anti-Islamic.
4: So... If we're going to say that, and I do think yeah, that we what need she's to have a discussion about
1: the
0: question really of I, I, Yeah, no, what she's saying is completely ridiculous. Because she's like, "Oh, Adatork like did these horrible things." So like, okay, like that that goes in, that's like <laughs> that goes in like, and she thinks like, I think this woman, woman thinks like everything that happens in Islamic countries is, means Islam is doing it. Technically, like that was that should go in uh, Daniel's <laughs> point. Like, oh, actually, that proves that we're like we're bringing a press because that that guy was like pro Western and everything. Hold on.
3: And I guess my questions for both of you because I guess it can apply equally.
0: Let me see where is that.
1: Uh, by the way, this guy, this guy is uh, Xander Hall. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's like a Vosh. Uh, he started before Vosh, but he he copies Vosh in always. He's like a huge oh. Vosh fan. The guy who's asking a question. Right um, are there any aspects or things I, typically you know,
3: associated with Islam that you think it's maybe a good thing that most Western liberal societies kind of outlaw? Is there anything that comes to mind? Nothing. What about you? Um, I would say uh, killing apostates, uh, killing gay people, probably not good things. Um, restriction of freedom of women in society, probably, probably not a good. good thing. Um, I don't know what the specific rules are on marrying very, very, very young women, but I'd say it's also probably not a good thing. Um, but I mean, like the more extreme points of view that you take, is probably going to depend on the particular set of idiots you follow. So I mean, I can't generalize all Muslims, my question is for daniel and it's related to the question you guys discussed about whether liberals would be better off uh, under sharia or muslims would be better off under liberalism um if the roles were reversed and we were like standing right now in an islamic country that is governed by sharia law could this debate that you guys are having right now be happening
2: so there is a history of debating. Within Muslim societies, because there were Muslim minorities, there were Christian minorities, there were Jewish minorities in some places. There were Zoroastrian minorities some in the subcontinent. There were Hindu minorities under the Mughal Empire. So there that's not the question he's
0: asking. Should
1: we get to the part we want?
0: Yeah, he's that's not that's not the question. He was asking whether they could have this debate. Like, oh, there are Muslim, there are minorities living there. Like he he's like a master at deflecting and you know switching.
3: On that talking point too, there are a lot of there are a lot of other religious groups, and Muslims probably wouldn't tolerate living in other places as well, right? Like atheists, yeah, or, or Christians. So there's no, no Christians.
0: This is it. This is the part. This is the part. I think this is it. This pisses me off because
3: a lot of, there are a lot of other religious groups and Muslims probably wouldn't tolerate living in the borders as well, right? Like atheists yeah, or, or Christians.
0: You know, okay. So I think this is like an anti-atheist discrimination here. I, like I get a sense here that atheists like being oppressed seem to be mattering less than Christian, even it's, and it's coming from destiny himself because it seems to me that like people understand that oppression against Christians matters a lot more to the world than oppression against atheists, right? So Dan- D- Daniel is saying like, oh yeah, like
3: atheists. 8.2. There are a lot of prophets, there are a lot of religious groups and Muslims probably wouldn't tolerate living in the as well, right?
0: So like people wouldn't tolerate living. There are a lot of groups that people won't tolerate living other Islamic countries. And Daniel is like, oh yeah, like atheists. But then Destiny is like, oh, but Christians too. As if like, as if like the atheists don't really matter. I mean, this is so sad because, you know, Destiny is also an atheist. And to me, it comes across as people having internalized the lack of importance of atheists. As if like they're just less, because Christians, you know, being oppressed, being oppressive against Christians People just have accepted that as being the example of Islam being oppressive to other people. But what about like what about us?
1: Uh, or, or Christians? So there's no
0: Christians
2: in, in the strictest Can interpretation of Islam. stop 10, ten seconds Christian before
1: we just so we get the context?
3: Yeah, okay. The dhiman, which means protected people. Would you not say that it's pretty dangerous for Christians in a lot Muslim of Muslim-majority countries in the world? No, it's not dangerous. You don't believe that's no. the case in, in Somalia, and Afghanistan, Muslims, Iraq, Muslims Syria, Sudan, been, Iran, Pakistan? Like the,
2: no. Okay, no. Because look, these Muslim, these Christians have lived in these Muslim countries for literally 1200-1300 years any, There are places where even a Bible is like punishable mm-hmm. by death. No, no, no where? Uh, the Maldives. I've never heard of that. Okay. Because Christians, that's contrary to Islamic law. That's contrary to okay. Islamic law. Christians can practice their religion with under Islamic law, under the Sharia. This is called uh, is it
3: that- the rules and regulations of the protected people. In any of these places though, were you to convert from Islam to Christianity, you could be killed. In any of the places, correct? Okay. Uh, no, 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 not today in any of the
0: I think that's the entire point. He's gonna go to the now apostasy, like people converting out of Islam. But again, that was the entire point. He's like, you know, First of all, the idea of Christians being OK in Islamic countries, it they are protected under Islam, Christians and Jews, but they have a demi-status. So, so they live on the, as second class citizens. But again, it was a very dismissal way of like, OK, so if the Christians are OK, like let's say Christians have get to live in Islamic countries based on Sharia. Let's say Sharia was like completely OK and they didn't even have demi-status. They would be equal. They would be treated equal. Uh, let's say like Sharia was that Jews and Muslims get to live in Islamic countries with completely equal rights to Muslims. Let's say that was the case, which is not right. But like, okay, but atheists and I don't know, like Hindus and other people, what about everyone else? What about atheists? Why are you just like throwing atheists under the bus here? Like as if like, oh yeah, you're so focused on being like, okay, but Christians are a protected class. Well, oh, like you're debating over, no, they're yes, they are, or no, they're not. But we we completely acknowledge here, right here, that atheists aren't. But wouldn't you wouldn't you want to focus on the fact that atheists aren't, even according to Daniel himself, Um, he's agreeing with the fact that atheists aren't. But now you're instead of like jumping on that, Christians seem to be so important. That we have to prove to him that no Christians are not Christians are oppressed under Islamic country. Okay, like what about the atheists? Like if that's the agreement that they are oppressed, don't they matter as much as Christians? Like this, this pissed me off so much. I don't know, is it unfair of me to be triggered by this?
1: Uh, the I think we talked about this earlier. My my understanding was that. I think we start 10 seconds before that. Uh, Daniel says that because atheists are blaspheming and creating chaos within the Islamic uh, state. So we, I feel like that's why destiny didn't go with atheists. Because like, okay, I understand. No. Atheists are ruining your state, but what about Christians? Are they doing it No, generally?
0: no, 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 no. Atheists, even if they're not blaspheming, they're, they're not tolerated under an Islamic... Uh, because if you want to say atheists are blaspheming, technically... Christians like because they just like even if you're not going out and preaching, you know, to people and telling people like to leave Islam and become atheists, you're still not toler your existence is not tolerated under an Islamic country. Okay. Christians and Jews, because they're Ahlul Kitab. They're considered a protected minority, you're you're protected, you have a second-class citizen status, you have a demi-status, but you're still protected to live under an Islamic society, right? But atheists are not, you're not, you just cannot even exist here. If you you know, if you find that, that you're an atheist, you're screwed. Um so that's that you know, so that is that is that I don't think that's fair to say, like, okay, we're not gonna go with atheists because they're blaspheming. I mean, technically, if you're a Christian living on an Islamic land, if they're not preaching Christianity, they're not blaspheming either. And if they are preaching Christianity, they are blaspheming. So technically an atheist, just by being an atheist, their existence is not blaspheming. But even if they're not blaspheming, they are, they're still not tolerated. So that's not a, that's not the case. I just think that there's, maybe I'm like reading too much into what this, again, the entire, everything about this debate, it was fantastic. Like, like we kept on pointing out how amazing this and he was, but I am very sensitive about this. Maybe partly because that's my my activism is in t- is to be sensitive about this, right? Because the entire goal of atheist republic is to make atheists accepted and tolerated in in places that they're not. That is their main agenda. Like you know, t- being anti religion is secondary to just making atheists accept- accepted without conditions of silence in society, right? Um, especially in Islamic countries. Um, but so that's maybe that I'm being too sensitive. About, uh, I'm, maybe I am being too sensitive about this, but it's because I, I, every, maybe because I've been trained to notice it every time it happens when atheists are considered as not as relevant. And I think it comes, maybe comes from a little bit from American culture of noticing, like we went through a cringy phase of like, atheists being annoying you know we talk about reddit atheists right and stuff like that i um and because of that experience a lot of people had with a lot of atheists i think a lot of people think like maybe now defending atheists against (laughs) discrimination is also cringe i just don't want your people's personal experiences with that whole i don't know with reddit atheist phase or whatever they think was cringy i think like even if you think that's cringe you cannot dismiss the fact that atheists are one of the most discriminated groups in the world like right? in their existence is punishable by death in 13 countries there's almost no other minority group that you could just say that their mere existence is punishable by death in 13 god- goddamn countries like show me another again i'm not saying they're the most oppressed like this is sounds like i'm participating in oppression olympics but this is reality. This is the case. There's no other minority group that their just their mere existence is punishable by death in 13 countries, and in in, these, in one of these countries, people's mere existence, again, no act like is considered an act of terrorism, right? Like in Saudi Arabia, right? Atheists' existence, not their acts, not what they're doing, not what they're saying. Just being alive and being atheist is considered an act of terror. They're considered terrorists for just being atheists. There's no other minority group that are considered to be terrorists in any fucking country for merely existing, okay? Every other act of terrorism by defined by every other country, including other Islamic countries, requires you to do something, Okay. I mean, even if it's a ridiculous definition of terrorism, which is like something that is not terrorism, it at least requires you to do something, right? But inside, you know, this is like not even comparable. Like we have studies that show that even in North fucking America, atheists are seen as lesser than everywhere else, based on studies from UBC, right? The the only other group that they were in par with, based on that study, okay, in North in North fucking america were rapists based on that study we were below muslims we were like it was atheists and rapists were the least trusted people in society according to other atheists themselves like this is like we're at the bottom of the bottom of the list apparently recently you're like we came closer to muslims right so yeah muslims are still low in the united states but we're like below them the way people look at atheists right but And this is what triggers me is that the way people look, dismiss atheists, it it doesn't happen just by religious people. It also happens by atheists, right? And this is the reason why I get so upset about this is that, like, Destiny also, like, this is why people are moving away from, like, labeling, like, defending atheists or calling themselves atheists. Because even if they're atheists, they're like, okay, I don't want to be associated with that. Like, it seems, like, cringe. And, like, guys, God... Atheist is just a label we have for people who don't believe in God. The idea of God is existing. Not believing in that, you think that that you you, you moving away from that, and you are doing a disservice from all the people around the world who are suffering from being demonized, ostracized, murdered, tortured, um, harassed, um, you know, being kicked out of their families losing their job because of their atheism you're taking you know we want to normalize atheism you not leaning into that is basically you not helping us making this something that is just a normal part of society again. And when I say normalizing atheism, I'm not saying normalizing atheism with the condition of us being silenced about what our views are about religion. Okay. Because there's a whole bunch of other people are like, okay, I like atheists who don't attack religion. Well, fuck you. We live with you. We accept you Muslims and Christians as part of the society, even though they are endorsing books that are completely promoting, like they, they elevating and promoting books that are, Directly suggesting that we are deserving of eternal torture, and we're still accepting you as our friends, as our neighbors, as our coworkers, as everything, and you are saying that we are, we are putting conditions of accepting as atheists, as us just like even giving our opinions of what we think we, about religion, like fuck off. We atheists need to be accept, accepted without conditions of without conditions of silence, right? And I just get so pissed about all this and that's why maybe i'm being overly uh, sensitive about this but i because this is what i do this is because what the, our goal here is that's i'm m- sorry if i'm being too sensitive about this but i'm trained to be sensitive about this okay so when when i hear you know people i think maybe i'm being too picky over just a few seconds okay but that's what i do that's what i'm supposed to do to notice these things on that right? talking so, point
3: too there are a lot of like, there are a lot of other religious groups and so this probably wouldn't tolerate living in the as well right like atheists yeah or, or christians
0: See, this few seconds and then the rest of it focusing. He just gave you, he just told you that atheists are not accepted, right? The, instead of jumping on that, trying to prove to him that, okay, Christians are not accepted, okay? If you jumping on the Christian, ban, you know, focusing on the Christian part, even though he just told you that atheists are not, why are you not focusing on the fact that you, that, that is a thing under Islamic Sharia, right? Why are you not focusing on that? That pisses me off so much. And do you think I'm being too, too sensitive?
1: No, no. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, like in private before we started, that was also the part that bothered me a bit in what Destiny said. Uh, I am just I just tried to understand why he said it. My guess was that he wasn't trying to argue with Daniel about the rights of atheists. He was just trying to... Why make not? A, like in, like he was just trying to make like two identical groups of Muslims and Christians who believe almost the same things. And ask, like, would Christians be allowed in your world? Well, an atheist I, has too much in disagreement with a Muslim.
0: So first that I don't know that are we saying that oppression of atheists we're suggesting that athe, okay, so we're basically endorsing the idea that it's more okay for for Muslim for Islamic countries to be against atheists because of the amount of disagreements that they have. I don't know. I think that's ridiculous. I think I I don't want to have I don't want yeah I agree that yeah yeah. okay. Anyways, Uh, I I'm I'm not I don't want to be too harsh on Destiny because like it's not like he's um he intentionally did that, but that's my problem. My problem is that this is such a part of the way of thinking that you know when that you know that atheists don't matter is so ingrained in our way of thinking about the world that. Even atheists do it without even noticing it.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there's a uh, the guy in the comment, Mark. Markson, yeah. M- said, the like,
0: music guy is taking care of it. Music guy just removed all of it. Thank- yeah. We're we'll, we're seeing it, but music guy fixed it. Thank you, music guy, for the active modding. Appreciate you. For, you know, and I was just by uh, the way. He uh, wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I saw that
1: one. I was responding more to. Uh, he said something about how atheists are really cucked these days. I used to be. Proud to be an atheist, now I'm ashamed, but I don't understand it. So, atheists are not proud of being atheists, so I'm not proud to be an atheist myself.
0: Well, there's I don't um, really think depends. The they made well, depend. I don't know. I mean, depends though. Um, okay, after this, we I, I should go, but it depends on d- yeah. there are cases where you could be proud of your being being an atheist, right? Depends on, um, like for example, if you I mean, if you were grown up in a bubble or like in an Islamic society or in a very strict religious family and everything was like, and you were being brainwashed and you managed to break away from that and become an atheist, I think there's some reasons to be, be able to, proud of being a critical thinking or being able to question your own ideas or being able to be skeptical and breaking away from that, I think there's some there's some reason for pride in that, you know. I mean, being able to get the, yeah, you know, I, I think there's, I think like, I think there's okay, it's okay to be proud about that.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, just yeah. uh, I guess to end this to, with destiny, the I think well, as it relates to the utility of religion, so he considers himself to be anti-theology. So he says believing in the supernatural, believing in a God and all that, that's bad. But he believes that in an attempt to get rid of religion, we've also removed societal stuff that religions provide. And he thinks that as a result of that, a lot I of, completely of disagree with that. communities aren't I, I as anymore and all that.
0: I completely disagree with that. I think we have been very capable of showing that. I understand. Okay, so these other services that people pretend that religion has provided, religion has not provided that. Religion hijacked that, right? Um, the the sense of community and other institutions that have been beneficial to society—they were completely. Um, societies have been very capable of creating those independently from religion because of the utility that they have. Religions, uh, religious powers usually come and you know, organically. Um, hijack that and make it so that they have full control over it, right? And then, and they give the illusion that they're responsible for introducing it to society, right? But they ex- they predate periods in history where they were not part of a religion. You know what I mean? Like religion has always been part of society, but there there are certain parts of what we understand with Abrahamic religions that there are parts of our history that they were introduced a- as you know in parallel. In society, to religion, but not part of religion, right? For example, ethics, right? Um, and every time we divorced religion from society, the the demand for those institutions or those norms, if the ones that were useful, were so high that it just naturally just um, came in better ways, in less toxic ways. Society came up with ways to uh, introduce that, right? And I think like we do a better job in introducing those to society uh when it's divorced from um when it's divorced from superstition right so i, I come to like like show me like in is you know like there's a much less belief in god for example in scandinavian countries right Sh- are they suffering from a lack of um community like They have clubs. They have like, are are they suffering from charity organization? Lack of existence of charity organizations. They're not. Are they suffering from a sense, belief, in a sense of significance? They're not. Every you know, none of these. Everything is working better, right? Over like, I'm not saying that um, it will always getting religion will solve everything. It will not. And but again, a lot of these difficulties that we're having when it comes to some structural changes. It's mostly because of what Destiny said him he, here himself. It's mostly because of a change in, um, a, a too fast of a change of economy and technology. Like with or without religion, it would be hard for humans to adopt. Like the speed of, the speed in which things are changing is happening faster than most people are able to adopt to. This is going to be a problem that we're going to have with the speed of progress that we're having, okay. But without religion, we're going to be more efficient at doing it, anyways. Yeah, anyways.
1: Yeah, this could be a topic to talk with Destiny himself about. But, you know.
0: Yeah, I would be. I would. Yeah, let's actually. I would. I would love to do. You know, maybe we could. We already. I already talked to him once. Um, I think he might be mm-hmm. too busy right now to talk again. But if if it happens, it would be great
1: we could always reach out
0: and see yeah that would be great all right cool thank you Vikram. i'm gonna end this here thank you guys guys please make sure you like the stream before we um head out and yeah talk to you guys soon bye